Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Wednesday, June 4th, 2014. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. Looking forward to a big night. we got the Black Marquee in studio with us. How's it going, guys? Not too shabby. Good, good, good. good. And, uh, of course, we're going to have uh, AD calling in a little bit, and uh, T-Bone's time out, and, of course, Brewski's beer tasting, so full, full right. night ahead, man. How's your, how's your week been? It's been okay. A you know, little, little bit of stress here and there with the you know, family and all that stuff, but other than that, it's, uh, it's been okay. Staying busy. Uh, it's no stress. Yeah. Get kids. <laughs> when, when they're not stressing me out, then it's my wife. So. It's just how it is. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> How's it going with you, man? Not bad, not bad. Just uh, doing, you know, doing the same old thing. And like uh, we were talking about, we got a few bike rides in this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's been cool. And, uh, so, and last week you did that, uh, you did that long one, huh? I did that, yeah. I hit the 82, 81, whatever it was. Yeah. Over 80 miles. Nice. So that was nice. Uh it's a little bit, I really, because of things that happened, you know, like my wife changing the schedule around and all that kind of screwed me up. So I didn't get that kind of in-between. Uh, I didn't get that in-between ride, you know, that's kind of 50-60 that I like to get a, a week or so out right. for that longer ride. So it was a little bit a little bit tougher than, uh, than it probably should have been, but it uh, went all right. And I made pretty decent time, so... And I had to because I had to get back in time to pick up my daughter from school. So I had to pray for, you know, no breakdowns and, and all that. Uh, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So, but it went well. It went well. And, uh, and I, I was a bit sore afterwards, but the next day I was great. No pain at all. So that's always a good sign. Nice. Nice. Yep. Very good, man. And uh, you got any big ones planned for this weekend? Or? Uh, I don't know about this weekend, but this month I'm going to try to do a, the whole century there. I'm going to go for the 100. I think this month. Yeah. So we'll see. She's showing up. You know, you gotta have goals, right? Uh, I know. I'm, I'm a big believer. <laughs> just because, not because uh, I'm even training for anything. Just, uh, you know, just to give you something to do. Exactly. Something to aim for. So we'll see. And I did the uh, the coastal route, went down the beach and then inland, and so uh, that was that had the advantage of being flat. 
uh, wind wasn't too bad, so um, that was nice, you know. Uh, and that also helped my time because yeah. I, like I, I had to get back to pick up my daughter. <laughs> uh, and as it was, I showed up like 15, 20 minutes late. So, uh, yeah, if there had been hills involved, I'd have been a lot slower and wouldn't have been able to do it. Well, I don't know if my I don't know if my next one, uh, my next big one's going to be the, the century, but uh, I think I'm going to probably be around the 85 hour. That's, that's over a metric century there, man. That's true. <laughs> I'm working on a metric system. That's it. That's it. <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break and come back and introduce our guests and uh, get things rolling. What do you say? Sounds good. You're listening to Swoopster on the Talkstar Radio Network. And uh, let's do first. This one is from the Black Marquee. This is called All for Love. Back after this. When I say I'm in love, you best believe I'm in love. <laughs> Blinded and dumb And if you 
hesitate, then I'll eagerly wait right here where you belong. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. <laughs> You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the Wall, and you're listening to Swirl. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Swoops Road on the Talk Story Radio Network, and we're happy to have guys from the Black Marquee with us here. we got uh, Mike and Kevin with us now, and I believe Sky's on his way, huh? Yes. Well, let's start with you, Mike. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got interested in music, and, uh, and how you guys started to come together. Um, you know, I mean, for me, I've been playing since I was really young. You know, it's funny, you were talking uh, about your son during the break, like, right. that was me. You know, I was like 12 years old, just playing old punk rock albums, had an older brother that was a huge influence on me, and... Um, so that kind of forced me to get my chops up pretty quick. So by like 13, 14, started playing in other bands, touring, and uh, and that's just been it, man. I've stayed with it ever since. Nice. nice. Do you start off, uh, what instrument do you play? Uh, in this band, I play bass. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm actually a guitar player. But, um, you know, I was out in Arizona, and once I moved back to L.A., like you can't throw a rock without hitting a guitar ball. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody plays bass, you know. So here I am. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, did you uh, um, when you first? I guess that's. Uh, well, hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! The people arriving. <laughs> So now we have all three. <laughs> I get lost, Andy. I'm sorry. Uh, it's quite all right. They hurt cats. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> hurt a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so you you, you guitar the, all all along and then you play yeah, the I mean, instruments. Like, um, Bass? You know, probably like early 2000s, like I just do stuff in the studio, yeah. you know, but I mean, I never really planned on being a bass player, yeah. especially playing with my brother. He played bass, so I was always playing guitar, so we never needed a bass player, right. you know, and then uh, we moved states away, and sure enough, end up being the bass player, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go to Kevin real quick. Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get started in music? Oh, Jesus, I've been doing this forever, man. Playing in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've been doing it for uh, since I was a 
same age as Mike, I guess, and uh, being in bands over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, just being in LA, just doing my thing. And, uh, you know, I hooked up with these guys through a mutual friend. And uh, our friend Jamie, he's uh, actually he's a, a, a bass player that I used to play with. And he also works at the Viper Room. And Sky had worked at the Viper Room as well. And we had heard, found out uh, they were looking for somebody who suggested me. Played, uh, played, rehearsed twice, did a show with them, and uh, within you know, a month I was in the band. And then uh, we started plan planning on uh, what we wanted to do with the band. And of course, whatever business was putting a record together. Yeah. <coughs> that's uh, what we got here. Well, I think you're really cutting that story kind of short, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, Kevin's, Kevin's addition to the band was trial by fire. It was like, you know, come and learn everything, and we got a show in a week and a half. So <laughs> you better pull that shit off, or you're out. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about this gentleman right here is... Usually how they treat the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, haven't, you haven't met him in a dark alley. Yeah. You don't <laughs> treat him that way. But this gentleman right here, he really, he, he fucking, he brought it. He yeah. brought it. He brought it hard. You know what I mean? He really dedicated himself a lot to what we were doing and really, you know, really made himself part of the act. And nice. He fucking, you know, trial by fire, like he wanted. Good. Really. You know, it was, uh... I may be late, but I got great shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would show up. Maybe in those boring interview that Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. Um, no, it's, I've been doing this for a while, and uh, this is the band that I wanted to be in. Yeah. Uh, and I found the guys who I wanted to be in a band with. Nice. You know, as, because you do this... Being in LA is like Groundhog Day. You know, you start a band, go out, you play, put out a record, and implodes. And then you rinse and repeat. Keep on doing it, keep on doing it. And when I found these guys, it's like, okay, we've got something special here. Let's not try to blow it. Yeah. And uh, knock on wood. We have blown it, yeah. It's still very young. You know. yeah. we, there's still a lot of work to be done. And, uh, you know, we're just we're trying, to get to, trying to get to business here. Cool. Sky. Oh, God, what? <laughs> yeah, he's, they're talking about trial by fire. He just showed up. We're going to start hammering him right now. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, but a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got started um, making music, man. Uh, I, uh, I actually was, I was born in Orange County. Oh, right. Born in Huntington Beach. You know, the, place where, the place where the Nazis come from. <laughs> I didn't fit, very, fit in very well as a Jew down there, so I decided to move. Uh, I thought it was a bad idea. You know what I mean? To hang out. You know, I tried. <laughs> and it just didn't really work out. Uh, no, I started playing music down there uh, with friends from high school, well, in high school, yeah. and uh, and we, you know, we did the punk rock thing, which was the blast, and, it, and somehow it hasn't, it never shook it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still, I still love all the same shit, but um, but it, 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 that was pretty much that was my start. And we, uh, I was in a band called um, Beer City Rockers right? <laughs> uh, in high school. And, and we got to we got the opportunity to open up for bands like you know like U.S. Bombs and like the Stitches and you know Smog Town. So we were in kind of that like '77 punk rock stuff, yeah. which was a lot of fun, especially when you're you know 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, sneaking into bars to play these <laughs> shows. You know, I mean Mike actually knows exactly what I'm talking about. Even better, like he was 14. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was a lot of fun, and you know at one point um, that started to kind of die out. And, um, band that was out. It was really, they were really talented guys, but they were really gay, and they were called Bullets and Octane. And I joined that band, and, and uh, 
they started writing songs together and things started getting cool and, and uh, they're really cool we got signed to like a major label and did all that really like cool guy shit you know what I mean like um, and that imploded which was awesome uh, which was totally awesome yeah. it was awesome it was great I really loved going back to work it was really cool <laughs> to reinvent my life uh, and, and go like decide I was going to be a bartender and stuff and then I got to play with other you know but you know after after the uh, after after the gayness I got to go do some other cool stuff I got to travel around and play music with my friend Todd Youth with Chelsea Smile and um, and then I met these fuckers how did it, when you guys all got together and, and uh Decide you guys going to work. It was together. a gangbang. Really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when gang you're bang. done over there, I want to talk to you about making some music. No. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys uh, decided you were going to try to get together and, and do this, I mean, you guys are all coming from different, different, uh, different bands and different stuff like this. But you guys already kind of had a feel of what each other could play and the types of music you knew. It was, it was a good vibe. Uh, yeah, I mean, like when it started, it was actually me, Sky, and another guy, um, and we were all in different projects and. The whole idea for this band was to never be a band. Like we we're all getting kind of burned out on what we we're doing, so we we're like, let's just go cut this album and just like have fun, do it in the studio. Like we didn't even have a band, you know, no intention of it becoming anything. And sure enough, it ended up turning into something. So then it was like, okay, we have to play a show. Like we don't even have enough people <laughs> oh, to do shit. this. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> and so you know, then it's just been just a rotating list of members, you know, trying to figure out what works. Because, I mean, even as a band early on, we didn't really know what the hell we were doing. You know, there was no foundation. It was just like, oh, this is cool. Let's record it, you know. Yeah, but, I, but I have to say, like, the, the, like, the first time I worked with Mike, it was, like, instant simpatico. Because Mike and I are, like, literally complete opposites. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love him, but we're literally complete opposites. So it really worked out really well for the music. Because he brings he brings a sensibility to, to, to like, the insanity that I'm bringing. So it's like he really kind of, you know, there's definitely a balancing effect between working with them. On actually most most levels, you know. <laughs> yeah, on most levels. Because sometimes, you know, I get a little out there, you know. Like, um, you know. Yeah, but, but true. It's definitely, it's definitely uh, been a really good combination of people for music. Cool. Well, that comes to the creative process. Uh, is everybody uh, writing songs or writing uh, music, lyrics? Or is it a group effort? Or is somebody to kind of take the lead on that? That's an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot from the beginning. Like, when we started this as, like, a side project with the three of us, um, it's just everybody would write their own song, you know? And then it's like, oh, shit, we need lyrics, so me and Sky would go smoke a cigarette and write lyrics for the song. <laughs> you know, and that was about it. There wasn't a whole lot of thought or time put into it. And then as members have come and gone, um, then for a period it was basically just me and Sky writing everything. And then once Kevin came in, you know, Kevin has, like, a super unique guitar style, so it's, like, it changed a lot of the old stuff, and then it really opened up a lot of doors for new stuff. So then it was, like, then it turned into the group effort that we were always kind of looking for. Like, someone will bring in a riff, and everybody throws their two cents on it, and now it sounds like us, like, regardless if the song's good or bad. It's, like, as soon as we get in a room and start making noise, it sounds like us. <laughs> you played, uh, I guess, I guess I, you worked at Viper Room. I know you played the Viper Room when it comes to uh, uh, getting gigs, uh, there's always a lot of talk about getting gigs in this town and uh, things that people want you to do, pay, you know, pay to play or gotta sell this many tickets or stuff like that. Uh, how difficult is it to get out there and uh, find places to play? It's funny you should mention this. I just <laughs> had a conversation with both of these gentlemen earlier. Is that, you know, uh, 
even uh, when we first started doing this a couple of years ago, it was a whole different world. You know, you, you could reach out to somebody and say, I want to do a show, let's put something together. Um, in Hollywood, or even be in Alex's, for that matter, you know, yeah. my Long Beach Mountain. Yeah. You, reach out, you could reach out to somebody and go, let's, let's make something happen. And it was really fucking easy to do it. House of Blues, you know, like, okay, we can, we can, we can make this happen. Let's just, you know, go yeah. through the process. But at this point, it's really pulling teeth. There's unfortunately a lot of there's a lot of music out there, a lot of people playing music, and there's so few people that appreciate it. Um, I mean, given there's a lot of shitty music out there, but there's also a lot of great music to right. be heard, and, and really there's not too many people out there to listen to what's going on. Um, so 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 actually getting the decent shows is, is kind of a different it's kind of a difficult process at this point. Well, it's been it's been years since I was down on the strip, but I mean it used to be you know any night of the week there's there's still like you can go to any club and there's probably some shitty band players. <laughs> I mean, so it's like parts like the people, the scenes like kind of oversaturated in a way, and nobody wants to go out and sit through a bunch of shit to right. catch 30 minutes of something good. Like very few clubs have a filter on who they let jam, which just kind of hurts, you know. So basically, what they'll try and do is like. Oh well, you know nobody's showing up to see these shitty bands, so we'll just stack more shitty bands on top of shitty bands. You know, and, <laughs> and maybe they'll have enough girlfriends that'll exactly. show up. Right. <laughs> so, but I mean, recently, like we've been trying to get back out. We took a big break. You know, it took us a good like six, seven months to do the record. Um, I just had a newborn, so we took that off, and then work and life, and we took another month. Let's off. take a second so, to that. Mike, is, Mike, Mike Christie is a father. Yeah, sure. He's got a little hellion of a kid too. He looks exactly like him. Uh, <laughs> he's sorry for Mike. Mike, you good fucking love. He's kind of a dick. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. You know? like, but he's definitely your kid, is what you're saying. Oh yeah. It's just no break, man. So for us now, it's like it's kind of back to basics, you know. It's almost like right where we left off. Like this guy was saying, when we were like 18. It's like, yeah, we're looking at like Tiki Room or Club Mesa or the Doll Hut or Alex's. Like, it's like fuck it, you know. We've never been above those places. You yeah. Know? In fact, most of us just spend our lives in those places. Might as well go back and have yeah. some fun. Right? There's, there's there's been quite a, I don't know about some of those places, but I know there's been quite a few good shows at Alex's. Yeah. Can I, can I say this for the record? Fuck the Sunset Strip. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck the Sunset Strip. It's, yeah. the place is, it's dead, and you know, it was dead long before it was dead. Yeah. You know. That's cool. Last interview, I think we, we hated America, so this This one was This one was just You kind of get narrowed it down there, that scope down. Focus. I have been talking about hitting the gay bar scene. Yeah. I think we might do a gay bar tour. I think we might have an in there. I'll grow the beard back, dude. We can get a, what's his name, open for him, Jordan. Jordan? Yeah, sure. <laughs> lady, lady for JJ as well. Uh, lady for JJ. Well. <laughs> lady for JJ. <laughs> hey, you listen to Swoops on the Talk Star Radio Network. We're here at the Black Marquee. We're going to be uh, take a quick break and listen to uh, Madness for Some. Back after this. <laughs> Got away with the woods, but only sometimes. 
Hey, sweetie. What's going on? Well, honey, I, uh, I have some news. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. For a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics, or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted, and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, y'all. We're the Black Whiskey Union. My name's Britt. I'm Jim. Wessie. And you're listening to Swoop's World. It's one of our favorite radio stations, so keep listening, y'all. Whoopee. Kevin and Sky, the Black Marquee. Uh, we're just uh, having a blast, man. Talking, well, we were talking some shit during the break too. We were. <laughs> sometimes we need to just not not mute it. Just let it go live. Sometimes, just we see sometimes that happens anyhow, but this time it didn't. All right, when you guys uh, decide to get together and uh, and do this record or do this, is it, what, is it, is it, what do you guys call it? Is it an EP? Is it a CD? This is our first oh, LP. Is it LP? Okay. When you got together to do this, and uh, how'd you decide? Uh, did you were you still writing as you went along, or did you have a bunch of songs already oh, there? Oh gosh, <laughs> I love the questions to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's still some resentment. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think this shit's ever gonna go away. Uh, we went in. Uh, we went in with with, with some good um, structurally sound songs. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, we were not. We weren't finished when we when we went in to start this thing. I mean, given that I think we're all really happy with the outcome, but as as it progressed, we walked into the studio with with the songs, but they definitely changed in the process. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, uh, all the songs you went in with are they all on here? Did they you are. Have to leave yeah, some behind? yeah, they are. Yeah, we definitely selected what we wanted to be on there, but um, they changed in the process. Yeah. And did you guys? Were you guys working with a producer, or did you guys do it all yourself? How'd that How'd that we, process uh, work for you? Basically, we. we uh, Tony Rambo, and I've worked with Tony in the past, and uh, he's very good at letting you do what you do, and uh, he would stop us every so often, and <laughs> have us, you know, get you back on track, yeah, <laughs> we'd think a few things, but for the most part, um, we pretty much all kind of like watch each other's back, um, like basic tracking, uh, we knew that we needed to get the structures down, and then we just layered on lay, you know, layers of whoa, 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 lay off the layers. Right? <laughs> yeah, we did layer like a lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, it's not overly layered. Okay, it's really pretty much what it is. Okay, it's not overly pro tool musically. <laughs> so, if you guys were gonna do another one of these, 
Uh, would you would you do it the same way, or would you do it a different way? I think every record should be done a different way. Like, yeah, it just kind of depends on on where we where we head. You know, it seems like this album we finally found our voice. So um, obviously, like we've gone through like the Spinal Tap drummer thing. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you know, like we already have a bunch of other like half written ideas and structures that we kind of want to get going on. But I mean. Once we get that more focused, and then it's just a matter of, like, well, kind of whatever those songs call for, you know? Yeah. But there's never, like, a recipe on, like, all right, we're going to the studio, we're going to knock this out, and 48 hours later, we're going to have an album. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest difference is going to be is we're actually all writing together now. Yeah. Because when I first joined the band, a lot of these songs were already done. Yeah, already Mike and I pretty much dominated the writing process, and we'd write parts for other people. And at this point, you know, we all have a very significant role to play in the band. Yeah. And it's it's not, it's, it's you know, it, one hand de definitely washes the other. And everybody complements each other. So this, that's why the, 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 the group of the three of us is extremely important for the existence of this band at all. It's not it's not one one person dominating yeah. anybody else. I'm not writing any more guitar riffs. <laughs> <laughs> and you say that now. <laughs> Kevin's like, yeah, when he, when he stop treating me like a pledge and let me in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually allowed to write me. Yeah. It took me a while to get used to, to how they write, because their style of playing is totally different from mine. And uh, I definitely had to rethink how I approach things. And just the way they strum their guitars, are just everything's just full on down picking the whole bit. And I come from a di different, different background than that. Um, but you're not a down picker still. Like you, you. I made, I made it work to like kind of made it uh, fit to, to how I feel comfortable playing it, you know, but, uh, and it fits perfectly. But the thing is, I think we all found each other's, you know, we all found a voice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. When you guys are when you guys are uh, playing gigs and stuff, we talked to a lot of we had a lot of bands who we've talked to over, over the years, and and they talk about a lot of times that they uh, kind of team up with uh, certain other bands that they are they get a gig and we'll come along and, and we'll open for it and, and stuff like that. Are you guys gonna do you are you guys teamed up with any other no, groups? Nobody really likes that? us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go, There's no way we're playing with fucking black. Those guys. <laughs> no, Kidding. We've done a lot of work with my friend Jesse from Eagles of Death Metal. We've done a lot of stuff with him. Um, but other than that, really, we're kind of kind of doing our own thing. I mean, we're kind of you know trying to walk between the rain raindrops, so to speak. But you know, that's, that's pretty much the only thing we've we've, we've, uh, we've done. The only person we've done consistent yeah. shows with is, is Jesse's side thing. How'd you come up with the name? Oh, good God, I have no idea. That was like three days of... Was that you? No, I think it was actually like a combination of me and Gene going back and forth. Of, I mean, it's in the bees. It's like every other band I've ever been in. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> in the bees section. Like, I've never been in a band that didn't have a bee for the first time. I'd be like, okay, cool, Black Marquis, awesome, sounds awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I just thought... It's easy to catalog that way. I, 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 I personally thought it was creative, and I think Mike on this. I thought the band name was creative in the sense of, I mean, it's pretty pretty out there and silly, but the idea of a blackened marquee, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's like, you know, like we're nothing, so to speak. You know what I mean? It's I never like, put any thought into it, to be honest with you. It's just, <laughs> so when you play. told me, I'm like, cool. It's not the worst name I've ever heard. Like, I'm in. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of bands that just have really horrible names, and like, at this point, 
It's like you play in so many bands over the years. You're like, my goal is to just have the name like. Doesn't have to like blow anyone's mind. It just doesn't. Just have can't to suck. suck. <laughs> yeah. Can't suck. Yeah. So the name of your band is Screaming Biscuits. I'm in. Muffalo. Muffalo. Jesus. Muffalo and Unicorn. Oh god. Yeah. Those are the top two worst ones I've heard. I'm sure this is gonna be worse though. I know, but I mean, I knew the guys, and I'm, I'm just dying. I was like, how could you agree on that? Was like, <laughs> Do you lose a bet? Like, what happened? No. They, they, put, they put names on a piece of paper, put in a hat, <laughs> and that's what happened. How much, how much mind-altering stuff you had then? Well, there's that, that too, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good, man. Speaking of band names and, and shitty experiences, like you go see a band, like you see a band, Brian Jonestown Massacre, that sounds like one of the most badass band names <laughs> yeah. on the face of the earth. And you, and you, you watch them and you go, like, I seriously think I want to kill myself more than the people in this band. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you played, like, two, the two songs that I love, and why do I feel like I'm on heroin? Because I don't like downers, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was the end of that joke. So well, nice here's an interesting thing. You brought something up. You, 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 you guys work at, the, uh, at a club, basically. Um, so you've, if you've probably seen your share of shitty bands, uh, not by choice, because you decided to be there because you were working there. Yeah. Uh, I work at the Wilter now. So oh, the Wilter. Different. Well, they have a diff- that's a whole different level. Whole different level of shit. Whole, out, whole different level of <laughs> shitty bands, right? I can, I, I can watch boy bands now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure feet don't stick to the floor. <laughs> that's why I wear slippers, baby. <laughs> oh, when you guys are looking like, looking for venues, and you talked, you, you mentioned something. You mentioned like Alex's and stuff. And there's a what's another place we're gonna. T Piazza's. T Piazza's. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played there in years. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, like mid 90s, maybe? Uh, see, Late 90s? You're, you're younger than me. He's talking about the mid 90s. Yeah. He's younger than me. <laughs> the first he was like 12 when he was, was playing DPI. 13 or 14. I was playing in Doc's Clown and we went out with Fear for like three weeks. And oh. looked like the then again, he hasn't had a beard since he was 10. So he <laughs> could pretty much do whatever he wanted to do. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, make that a double. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Rock> you, buddy. <laughs> So you guys have actually toured. You, you, you've toured with a lot of a lot of name, name bands, but in other uh, working in other groups, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is there th- those experiences? I know, like when you first, you know, you mentioned it before. When you first get this, you sign something, and it looks like it's going to be the next big thing, and you, you're going out and tour, and you're you're open for people that you kind of been listening to and stuff like that. What are those experiences like? I mean, do you remember the first time that's happened for each one of you? They're really cool until you get fired. <laughs> I never, I never had any like big, like, uh, you know, success. You know, I mean, uh, like the band names. I was just like, you know, I just learned to shoot low. I can make a decent living. That's right. It's it's all about managing your expectations. There, yep. But I mean, being young, like playing with other, you know, like punk rock idols or whatever, is like, you're just disappointed. You know, everybody's human. Like you have this whole perception of them and. He's like, well, dude, it's really just a dick. It's not that good on guitar. Dude, <laughs> like, I, I can't not do. I disagree totally because I well, tour out the queers suck. But <laughs> I mean, it was cool because punk rock girls are rad song and everything. Like, yeah. But but uh, but that sucked. But like opening up for the damned was the shit. Like that was the shit. And do, yeah. being able to do it more than once was even more the shit. It was like Captain Sensible is dancing on the side of the stage. Like, that was the fucking coolest experience. <laughs> You know, and then I thought that was cool, and we get to open up for the Buzzcocks, and I was like, 
fuck UPS. You know, I mean, you are the fucking origins of like, you're the only reason why pop punk can even sound cool. You know, it, that that was amazing. You know, unfortunately, it, we opened up for the fucking New York Dolls. Huh. And unfortunately, the band that I was in at that time, they nobody had an, any idea. It was me and the other guitarist that I was in the band with. And they had no idea who we were opening for. They're like, who the fuck are these old guys? <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> who do we playing any of this music without these people? So, can we get him in? <laughs> I like this guy. He's cool. That's Taylor. That's t He's a third party here. So somebody just walked in the room. I just wanted to let everybody know. Two weeks in a row I'm walking while we're on the air. Yeah, man. This year, this time we're on the air, but not on on camera. I dare you fit into that garage. No, I didn't. I have. I have no, I didn't. Uh, no, you're still plugged. Yeah, it was the first. It was the first tour when they had the. Um, when, when hanging down there, man. Okay. You are listening to Swoops Radio Talk Show Radio Network, and we're going to take a quick break to listen to another one from the Black Marquee. This is called Wolves to Wallflowers. Back after this. Call really took his toe, no, not tonight. 
I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, I'm Angela Madsen, and I row across oceans, and I've really enjoyed being a guest here at Swoops World. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to Swoops World the Talk Story Radio Network. If that's important to you, we can talk about that too, man. Gay sex and beards and shit. <laughs> you were pretty fascinated with the, the grooming. You were in the background of grooming. I mean, I know who's who. Right? I know what's up right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look a little different, but, you know. Every once in a while I shave. That's what happened. You just, just caught me on an odd day. I shaved uh, yesterday or today or whatever it was. Orange County today. asshole beard. <laughs> Which is cool. You know, I support that. I think you're a good guy for doing it. <laughs> Do it again. You know, for the cause. Right That's right. For the cause. Don't leave him hanging, man. Don't, Don't leave him hanging. <laughs> you guys uh, got any gigs coming up anytime soon? Yeah, we do. We're playing uh, this month on the 22nd. We're doing the uh, Coenga Block Party. Kevin, you know a little bit more about Have you been to that before? No. You haven't? Is this a new thing for them? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Kevin, Kevin's a short guy. He was there, but he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> There are a lot of large people sitting around. <laughs> I can't see any seat. No, it's uh, the Coinga Block Party um, on June 22nd, Sunday. Um, I think I believe it's the St. St. Felix Bar and Velvet Margarita. They uh, they've taken on the alley that's uh, behind their places, and uh, they just, everyone kind of just cruises in between the two. Uh, now, with enthusiasm, if we were to be enthusiastic about this statement, <laughs> I'm just it's actually facts, it's man. a really it's a really really cool fucking thing. It's a really cool party. It doesn't it doesn't block off actually going to Boulevard. You guys talking about the same party? We are. <laughs> we are. We are. We are. Yeah. I said the alley. I, I understand. I understand. You know, I understand being a realist, but you know, in my opinion, I think it's actually going to be really fun. Uh, we have a lot of friends bands playing with us that day, and it's a, it's kind of a daytime thing. It's going to be hot as fuck. So, I think Kevin and Mike are wearing board shorts for the for the for the show. Yeah. Um, I'm way too vain for that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go I saw with your vacation pictures. I think I'm gonna go with <laughs> you're, so, so, so Mike is wearing my board shorts. <laughs> um, but, it, but it should be actually really fun. There's, there's a whole, you know, the, the tattoo shop that's on Coanga. 
Um, I think Loaded gets involved. There's a bunch Loaded of different bars. Fuck if they get involved. <laughs> they will be this year. At least the slutty girls that go to Loaded get involved. No, you're going to be Loaded. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of far for the course, bud, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, that's going to be fun on, on the 22nd. And um, there's some discussion about, like, a little secret fucking blowout show at Viper Room on July 5th. But we're not sure that that, you know, we're not going to keep that secret. Ale- it's alleged. It's alleged. It's alleged. I'll run with that. Yeah. Yeah, the fourth guy in the band, he's the one booking it. Uh, <laughs> and he's not here. And he's not here, I, yeah. I can't, I can't give you the info. That's right. Uh, how do people find you? Find your music and find you guys? BlackMarquisLosAngeles.com. Uh, I was gonna say, look on Suns- or on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, just just, just east right of Fairfax. Fairfax yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just look for hot pants. And so, yeah. Never a straight answer. There's Shakey's near there. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> is there, a sh- oh, there is a Shakey. I've never been to that one too. Santa Monica and Orange. It's my old fucking hood too. I never been to that Shakey. Well, he works hard it, for it, the money, it, man. It, it, <laughs> So black black marquee Los Angeles dot com. Yeah, yeah, and just just you could Google search the black marquee and, and that will be us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, speci- you're very specific. Los Angeles is there a black marquee Anaheim, black marquee uh, Sacramento? <laughs> is it black marquee black marquee Bourbon County, Kentucky? There is a black marquee uh, uh, Bethalto, Illinois, and there's also a black marquee uh, in the UK. But actually, last one's serious. There's a there was a band that started uh, with, with Jeff Wooten. Jeff Wooten, uh, they, they never put out a record. Um, they never really did anything, but somebody in the band had some money. So, yeah. About the domain name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much. I'm sure he's a very nice gentleman. <laughs> but um, but we definitely had to, you know, make it more specific where we were from yeah. to use the name. Yeah, I got you. That was very cool. Very cool. Well, guys, we want to we thank you for uh, coming out and hanging with us. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll be doing some beer tasting Brewski's beer tasting. Welcome to hang out and uh, join us with that. And, uh, it's, been, it's been great, man. And good luck on this. Uh, so far, what I've heard so far, I totally dig. And, uh, Thanks, man. Catch you guys playing Thank live. Thank you so much. Time. Appreciate it. I was going to go to the Kalinga Block party, but it doesn't sound like much. It doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> I'm going to skip. Yeah, I'm going to skip. So you get me? I will be shit faced. I am a lot more fun shit faced. Alright. You can see that. I'll be passing out some free drugs to you. No, no, no. Just give me an extra little motivation. There you go. This is Swoosh on the Talks Radio Network. We're here with the Black Marquee. We're going to take a quick break. And this one here is from International Nova. This is called Photogenic. Back up to this. Go, 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 go down. Hit 
put it on the shorty, slow down <laughs> I put it down for the night, but she can get it anytime, hit it on sight <laughs> And baby girl, I'm your photographer, only time she's good when I'm up inside of her <laughs> I think this girl, she's the right one, Mrs. Photogenic, hold it down with the Nikon to be a teacher when you were little but as you grew up things changed teaching just didn't seem like the best option anymore so you decided to become something else but what would your 12 year old self say interesting and innovative things are happening in teaching today so it's time to put it back on your list don't try to convince yourself otherwise you had it right the first time find out how you can make more at teach.org make more teach brought to you by teach and the ad council Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. 
You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. I'm Melissa, Kelly, and Gabby. We're Remy Kaga, and, and you're listening, listening to Soup's World Radio. for coming in and hanging with us tonight. Uh, T-Bone's in the house uh, before Brewski's, man. Yeah. It's like two I, weeks I in a row. I would have been here. No, I wasn't going to make it any sooner than this time. It's been a, <laughs> been a very long month today. Uh, well, we are we are just uh, minutes away, moments away from uh, doing Brewski's. Uh, so, uh, real quick, T-Bone, what's been happening, man? How's your week been? Uh, well, you know, my week has been very, very interesting so far. I've put... My, my average daily commute, uh-huh. round trip, is like four miles. Yeah. And that's with maybe a little deviation to go to get food, too. <laughs> In the last two days, I've driven like 95 miles for work. And it's not like I get on the freeway and go 45 miles one way and 45 miles back. It's like three miles here. Stop and load a bunch of crap. Three miles here. Stop and unload a bunch of crap. And it's not the worst damn times of day, too. Yeah. I'm on the road at like 4 o'clock. Oh, that's the worst. Just total shit storm, man. Uh, I'm not geared. I'm not built for that. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had to accustom myself to any kind of traffic driving. Like, that's why I keep my job that I have pretty much is because I have zero commute. But the last two days, it's just been like cramming. Let's cram it all into a couple days here. But uh, thankfully... I can see the light at the end of the tunnel because yeah, it was six days, um, days. We have now six six days of school left in uh, in my my chosen profession. So really, I mean, tomorrow is like the last real day of school. Yeah, and we've got a Friday and, and four bullshit days. Kind of had that sentiment from my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said something about his homework. Dude, school's over, really. <laughs> <laughs> Got a project due tomorrow. So yeah. that over. So my, my, my daughter's bummed. You still got a couple finals. It's still not over. That's right. You have a child who enjoys school. Yes, immensely. And uh, <laughs> she is a bit, a bit. She's happy because she likes all the festivities, but uh, she's sad that it's all be gone. So well, that's a good thing. Man. It is a good day. I, I never was that kid, so uh, I'm glad I got one. Uh, I'm glad I got one. The school's out with it. Yeah, Alice Cooper said. That's right. School's <laughs> out for summer. Time for a little brewski tasting, man. It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Pedro, you're up. All right. Well, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And contaminated. And uh, welcome to, uh, you know, without a doubt, the most important part of the show, uh, the official beer drinking part because everything else is just you know unofficial so here we go tonight we're drinking a little bit of an oddball it looks like it's called mazama before you get to me real quick uh, those trying to watch us on the uh, video the video's uh, frozen up tonight so uh, 
Audio only. Audio only. So oh, there you go. Enjoy. Damn it, I, I did my best to look good tonight. I know. You did. Uh-huh. You got all dudded, dudded, got all gussied up. Yeah. Got all uh, groomed and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mazama Brewing Company. Uh, they're from Corvallis up there in Oregon. And uh, this is their White Wedding IPA. Uh, so here's what they have to say about it. A true marriage of the Belgian wit style and the N Northwest IPA, it is made with 50% wheat. This beer is light in color and body. It has aromas of lemon, tangerines, and spices. IBUs is uh, 55, so I don't know. We're going to have problems here already because... Uh, you know, an IPA that's not up near 60, 70, 80 is, is a problem as far as I'm concerned. And then the alcohol content is 5.2%. So uh, that's what we know. As far as I know, we've never had any. I'm, this this brewery is entirely new to me. So unless you yeah, guys have had it. It's, it's, new, uh, it's a new brewery, uh, apparently, of what I was told. Um, yeah, not a new not a re- real, real new brewery, but they're doing, supposedly doing some good stuff. Right. This is a new beer for them. Uh, it's supposed to be more wheaty than hoppy. Okay. Uh, it's a white IPA. Fits the description. And it, it is one of their seasonal brews, so it's probably, you know, it's probably something they throw out there for the summertime, is my guess. Uh, having not tasted it, that would be what I would think. So, uh, well, there we go. That's it. That's, uh, let's uh, taste it up, boys. Salute. Salute. Peter, I'm going to let you go first tonight. Um, this is horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd like to be polite and all that, but whew, that's a, I don't know, I'm going to try it again. Maybe I'll, maybe it'll uh, make me feel different here, but. That's horrible. Uh, that is definitely horrible. Uh, they talked about aromas of lemons and tangerines, and that's definitely in there, and not in a good way, I don't think. Uh, sometimes that, that's okay in a beer. Uh, I don't think it actually has lemons in it, uh, but it's got like an odd medicinal flavor, don't you think? Uh, it's um, I'm not liking this, and I... It's probably Belgian-ish, so I get that, and I, I don't mind that. It's a Belgian wit style, so they're probably using... Uh, <laughs> sometimes I like those. Those can be very refreshing beers, but this one is just... It's just not working for me, so I don't know. Yeah, you know, I I saw the label of what we were about to taste here, <laughs> and I poured a very, very taste. <laughs> I mean... You poured a taste. I poured an inch. <laughs> one finger. You didn't pour a drink, you poured a taste. Yeah, and... Uh, my suspicions were pretty much confirmed. I do have to say, it tastes better than it smells. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Because <laughs> I put my nose in the glass here and was not pleased. Yeah. The be- I mean, it does. It's not. I'm not, I'm gonna disagree with Peter that it. it I'm gonna say that it's not horrible <laughs> because it does still have alcohol in it. Yeah. So I I will I will say that you know it's still serving some purpose even if it's only 5.2 percent of a purpose. But, uh, yeah, this one, you, you, you know my, my thoughts on most of the Belgian stuff to begin with. And then when they try to take a category that I like and, and muddy it up with a category that I just really don't, uh, 
this is a white wedding that I hope doesn't last more than like nine <laughs> or ten days. It's not too late to get this annulled, is it? Uh, well, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. We can do that, I think. I, uh, I'm going to start off with, uh, once again, one of my pet peeves is uh, calling something something and it leads to certain expectations. And this is not a, any type of IPA. When you go to a white IPA, green IPA, whatever. It's not a Belgian wit either. Not, it's not a Belgian wit either. Um, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know. If it's horrible. Um, uh, it's not. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm, this will not go to waste. Today. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had a few more drinks, and I will say that uh, it has improved in the sense that, like the the, the aroma. It wants to kind of oxidize it a bit. It it kind of mellowed out a bit. But you you do get the strong citrusy flavors as they talk. Yeah, about. it's it's not as horrible as I first dated. It's still <laughs> still horrible. It's, it's just it, not as it, horrible. It, it, it sucks. It, it, it sucks. It, yeah. You know the That's thing fair. is, as as we have said before, uh, with beers that we've liked, and we've we've said this sometimes, beers we don't like. It's a it's a well made beer. I mean, it's 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 not it is doesn't it, it doesn't I'm taste. I'm not sure well. about that. I mean, you know what? You know, there's there's some, uh, we we had, we we finally gave away one today that uh, I would not consider a well made. beer. Wow! Yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't I don't see this into that category. No. Uh, so this one would come in that category where I, oh, I'm going to give that a try. It sounds interesting. And then I'd be like, and then and then and then in my checklist of my mind, I'd be like, okay, that is a beer I'm never going to order ever again. Uh, right. I'm sure this is the last time I'm going to have it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think that these guys, I, I would love to try some of their other stuff. Um, because I I think, I, I don't want to believe that this is just too ambitious for, for their skills. I want to believe that this is just a bad idea. It does look like they tend to lean towards the, uh, just looking at the list of other beers, uh, the Belgians. They do have a hop eruption, which is probably upper alley, but... The uh, Saison d'Eche is Grand Cru, the Belgian-style Blonde, the Pyroclastic Porter could be interesting, the Belgian-style Double, Belgian-style Double, the Wizard Island Wit. <laughs> so they do definitely go towards the uh, oh, yeah, the Belgian sure styles. And and so if, if you like that style, this quite likely is a beer company, brewery, that you might want to check out. Um, on this list, the only one that looks the least bit interesting to me uh, it would be the hop eruption, uh, which looks like it is more of a true uh, IPA. So, well, this is the part where I usually say, uh, <coughs> on a scale of one to ten, ten being best. Mm. How about a number there, Peter? I'm going to give this uh, two and a half. T Bone, uh, three and a half. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I'm about T Bone. I'm a good. I'm about three and a half. I can go with three and a half. I could. I could. Couldn't just go with a three, huh? I could go with a three. I was wavering, so a three would work better, uh, mathematically speaking. <laughs> Much better. I don't feel like crunching any more green. You got a, you got a three, man. Right. This beer from the three of us gets a three. Gets there a three. Go. And, uh, well, not that we would uh, be serving this with anything, but... Uh, if one were to buy this and uh, serve it with something, Peter, what would they do? Uh, this is that lighter beer. It goes with the uh, earlier courses. I could actually see this. This is a beer that probably would do better with food. You know, some beers are drink-alongs. This one, I think, would definitely do better with food, and it would probably be, you know, this would go, probably go along great with, like, maybe some sort of fish tacos, uh, grilled fish, uh, not too spicy, you know, white fish with uh, kind of a mild sauce, mm-hmm. um, Caesar salad. 
um, you know, some sort of like maybe uh, a sandwich, like a club sandwich with some something a little spicier or, you know, some sort of spread that's not, you know, like just mayo. Um, this would probably go okay, and this would probably be a better beer with food because uh, some of these odd flavors that we taste would play off the food, and that might be more palatable. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that pretty much sums up the uh, Mazama Brewing White Wedding White India Pale Ale. Twelve beers a month. It's four usually different, four, four different, different kinds, yeah, four, four different, different brewers, kinds. and uh, usually pretty good. You get a choice of doing some craft brew uh, local, or you could do some. Uh, I think they have a, a European one also. And, right. And when you do that, you also help throw a few pennies in our uh, pocket. Help our little the, bucket. Uh, help keep the, uh, the, the show, show going. Flying, man. That's all I like to it. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back. We're going to have a quick phone call guest, David Keaton. He'll be calling in, talking about a project he's working on. And then after that, we got A.D. and Anthony Davis calling in. And of course, T-Bone's timeout. Plenty more of the show left. And this is uh, Shelby Benjamin, Heart of a Lion. Back in place. Safe and 
This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hi, this is Barry Rolera. You're listening to Scoop World. And welcome back to Scoop World on the Talk Story Radio Network. Uh, in just a minute, we're going to be hearing from David Keaton. And uh, he's uh, with the project. He's right there. Welcome to Swoops World. Hey, Mr. Swoops, this is David Keaton from Rock the Goat. Absolutely. Well, well thank, thanks for calling in. Uh, it's a, we were, I've just been looking at the website here. And, and David, tell our, tell our audience a little bit about this, uh, this event you got going on, Rock the Goats. Well, Rock the Goats is, a, is in celebration of Heifer's, Heifer International's 70th anniversary. We've been around, Heifer's been around since 1944. We've helped over 19 million families throughout the world become self-sufficient. This is a party to celebrate that event and also to get as many people to know about Heifer as possible. How did you get involved initially? I got involved with Heifer. They had been sending me magazines, uh, you know, catalogs. They send out a catalog every year for Christmas. And I had gotten them for a couple of years in a row. And uh, I was giving Christmas gifts in honors of my people. Uh, I, I remodel homes is what I do for a living. And um, most of my people are from uh, Latin America. So I always made sure that animals went to the country that they were from. And a couple of years of doing that, I uh, there was a dinner. And it was held in Laverne, an annual dinner that Heifer had. And I went to the dinner. And about halfway through, I thought, oh, my God, this is what I've been looking for. Because I had been looking for something for about five years that I have been extremely blessed in the life that I have. I've done everything I wanted to do, wanted to do, and I wanted to pass on, pass that on to people who are born in less fortunate circumstances. Now, let me understand. What, what they do is, is for uh, people in, in these various countries, the donations go to help provide them with uh, animals and food uh, that they can raise for food or, or things like that? Well. No, we actually we don't actually give food. No, what we do is that we provide them with a means of a living. So we uh, we don't we we donate um, cows, pigs, ducks, goats, sheep, water buffaloes, llamas. There's like 30 species in all. We teach people how to take care of the animals, how to provide their food, their shelter, their medical needs, and then we teach them what to do with the byproducts, the milk, the eggs, the wool, the babies, the poop, everything, and then they. 
Uh, caveat to the whole program is that the recipient signs a contract with Heifer to give the first female offspring of their donated animal to their neighbor. So it's a gift that keeps paying forward and paying forward and paying forward. It's called passing on the gift. Wow. Uh, now, Rock the Goats, is this, is this an event that you came up with? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I had this idea 10 years ago. And, you know, it takes a while to, for ideas to germinate and grow. And uh, here it is 10 years later, and I just happened to meet the right people at the right time, and it just all fell into place. CBS uh, Studios and Studio City has been very, very generous in letting us use one of their back lots. Actually, it's the Mary Tyler Moore Street. It's about two and a half blocks long. That's all American houses on both sides. It's the perfect place to have this event. What do, uh, if people uh, if people decide to go to this and, and, and we'll talk about how they get tickets and whatnot? But what can they expect if, at the uh, at the Rock the Goats? They can expect to be entertained for five solid hours because okay. we have we have acrobats. Uh, we have acrobats that are coming on. We have bands. We have five different bands. We have magicians. We have animals. We have uh, well, like I said, five different bands. We have a dance troupe that's coming in also. So it's a continuous. Oh, we also, oh, wait a second, I want to forget this. We have a mermaid and a merman. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're beautiful people. I've seen them. We've been feeding them fish now for a month. <laughs> it's expensive. Don't laugh, man. It's expensive. And then we gotta, we're going to let them loose right after. We're going to put them in the L.A. River and let them swim away. Yeah, well, we but, uh but, uh, you know, and it's, it's all of those things, and it's something, it's, and it's a family affair, you know, it's a family event. For lack of a better term, I almost call it a variety hour. We actually could probably take this thing on the road and, you know, have a, a five-hour festival wherever we go. Well, I, 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 we, there's a good friend of ours, a good friend of our show, and it's just a good personal friend that's going to perform in there, and that's Raspin, Raspin Stewart. Uh, and uh, those who uh, have had an opportunity to see Raspin know what a wonderful show he puts on, and those who haven't, uh, you can expect a wonderful show from him. Uh, who else do you have in, in uh, performing in music, in musical guest-wise? Well, we have Ricky, uh, well, you said Raspin, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't say, oh, Raspin, yeah. He's great. Yeah, actually, Raspin and I are working together doing things with his music now. Um, so, uh, but let me tell you, Ricky Rebel, who was in a, a, a boy band in, in the early 2000s, he struck out on his own now, and he's got his own rock group. We are having Urban Extreme, which is a, a young group. They've been one that's Disney Channel, um, they, they won the Disney Channel uh, uh, competition, shall we say, all right? Uh -huh. And um, you know, I'm, I'm looking here. I'm, I'm, I don't want to forget anybody. I'm looking at the website here to pull up about <laughs> other things so I don't forget people. Uh, where is it? Oh, my God. Well, there's Ricky Rebel and there's Joel Ward. Joel Ward is a musician. I mean, he's a ma magician who performs at the Magic Castle, and also he's been on, t on numerous television shows. We have eccentric uh, talent, which is acrobats, jugglers, silk people, uh, silk scarves. We're bringing in a rig, so it's about 24 feet high. We have the Young Guns. The Young Guns is a fabulous 80s retro band, and they play it to the hill. They dress like 80s, and they play 80s music. I've seen them in person, and that's where I got them. They like 12. Uh, they had like 1,500 people in their show that I saw them in. We have... 
I already told you about the animals that we're going to have. Uh, let's see here. I don't want to forget anybody. This thing is not, it's not doing what I want it to do. I'm going to back it up here a second. Sawburn, which is a young band uh, out of from the Valley. Where else from the Valley? You know, Valley Boys. Um, they are, I went out to their house and their garage band. Young kids, they're 16 and 18 and 20. Extremely great musicians. I cannot say enough good things about them. I was really impressed by what they did. Uh, I could tell you about the mermaid and so on. They're going to be there also. Uh, let me start this video going again here. People can look at rockthegoats.com and you can see everybody that's going to be there. Timothy Tristan, uh, who is also one of the co-producers, is a great dancer, uh, and he brought in a dance troupe to do about 15-minute performance. Uh, I told you about the young guns who are going to be there. And then the Samba Samba, which is a Brazilian dance group, and beautiful costumes, beautiful women, I might add, and, and also they bring their own drummers along with them, uh, straight from Brazil. Nice. Uh, so it's, it's just a bunch of stuff you can see. And then, like I said, and then we have the magicians performing within the audience. We have the acrobats, and, and, and we have face painters. Galpin Ford has given us an F-150 truck to paint, and so it's for it's washable paint. They're not giving me the truck, but they're bringing in the, they're bringing in the truck, and they're, we're going to have kids paint animals on the truck, you know, goats and sheep and cows. Uh, they've been very nice about that. We also have uh, we have DJs, DJ Glenn Reds coming in to, to do some DJing when there's ever a dull moment. I told you about the petting zoo. Uh, there, that, that's going to be there. And we also have replicas of houses from Ecuador, Uganda, and Thailand. Uh, there are set pieces that we move from place to place, and uh, that's going to be in the Heifer Village, as we call it. Also, one other thing, we have FairTradeLA.org. A fair trade is has articles from countries that Heifer works in, and uh, it's not, the people that make the product are being paid a fair wage, and there's no uh, children's uh, labor involved in these products. So they've got about ten booths that they're bringing in, also, so people can purchase things. Nice. Well, is, is that enough? Is that enough for you? That is plenty. <laughs> I mean, that's a full day of fun. Uh, Rockthegoats.com. That's where they can go and they can find out about it and uh, get. Uh, they can purchase their tickets there too, right? Yes, sir. They sure can. And uh, real quick, the price of the tickets. The price of tickets are $20, uh, at a, a pre-show, $25 at the door. Kids under five are free. I kept the prices low uh, because I wanted to have as many people. I wanted feet on the street. I wanted to introduce as many people to heifers as I possibly could. Nice. Well, uh, it sounds like a wonderful event, and uh, hopefully uh, you have a really, really good turnout. And I know you have some outstanding uh uh, events planned for that day, and uh, good luck to you, man. It's a, it sounds like a really great cause, and, and hopefully uh, we'll see you again for uh, for years to come. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. David Keaton, everybody, so check that out, rockthegoats.com. We're going to take a quick break and come back and be time to talk to AD. You listen to Swoops on the Talk Story Radio Network, and let's see, what do you guys want to listen to, man? Anybody got any requests? <laughs> All right. Then it's going to be uh, Brent and Michelle. This is when I uh, when I see you. Back up to this.
I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up where I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Yo, what's up? This is the Black Eyed Peas. And we're here for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Music is one of the most important things in our lives, but nothing is more important than life itself. So when you drink and drive, you're risking the life of yourself and the lives of everybody on the road. Don't plan to drive, just plan ahead. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This Daddy Dewdrop. Every Wednesday night. I asked about the chick, but what they said was free. Chick boom, chick boom. Don't you just love it? Chick boom, chick boom. Don't you just love it? Swoosh Radio Talk Show Radio. We're waiting on uh, <laughs> we're waiting on Anthony Davis to be calling in real quick here. And, uh, and uh, yeah, be good. <laughs> What's happening, T Bone? Oh, you know, uh, I was trying to decide if I wanted to drink some more of our uh, Mazama brewing. Mazama. Uh, I think that's AD. Welcome to the show. Good evening. How's it going, brother? Speak up, I need to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Anthony Davis on the line with us. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, he calls in well weekly. We get a chance to talk to him. He's a five-time NCAA champion as well as NFL, CFL, USFL star. How's it going, man? I woke up this morning. It's always good. It's always good to be on the right side of the, you know, the upside right. ground. All right. Tell us what's been happening, man. I know a lot of things been going on in your world, and, uh, and well, I just wanted to let you know. I guess you've heard that the, the other woman has come out publicly on Donald Sterling. Her name is Michael Robinson, who I happen to know, and uh, I knew she was involved with him a while back. And she's the one who told me initially about the lawsuit he had from the housing situation. Then I dug into that and found out that she was telling the truth. So now I think she has Gloria Allred now. I uh, I saw her. Or I saw a thing with Gloria Allred talking about um, um, having a, having a uh, somebody who was coming out to sue, or uh, not actually Gloria Allred talking about it, but a story on it. And they said she was being represented by Gloria Allred, and uh, so th- this is the uh, the other one that uh, that you actually already knew about, huh? You know, I know I've known her for years, and and I was sort of surprised that I knew. When I saw her, saw them out publicly once, I, 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 I questioned, okay, I said, okay, now what is this about? Because I didn't see the compatibility of it. <laughs> 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 but, you know, you know, I didn't question it or anything like that. And, and, and then I talked to her a few years after that, and she just told me her situation when she was working. And 
then that's how I found out about the housing lawsuit, uh, which uh, he was involved with the government and he had to settle out. So the bottom line is, I guess everybody's coming out to woodwork on him. I guess you know, he's got enough money from the NBA now, $2 billion, where uh, he can pay a lot of people off now if, that, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, he, apparently he, uh, the, the, the report is today he signed off on the sale, and uh, so everybody signed off on the sale, so the sale is definitely going through. And uh, uh, well, here, well, here's the issue that I have with, uh, with, with, with the cost that he paid, paid on the Clippers. Obviously, you know, and anybody that understands economics understands business, that if you spend $2 billion for a team in the number two market, more so than what the L.A. Lakers are, are worth, and according to Forbes, if you believe what Forbes says, there was only $1.3 billion that the, that the Lakers were worth. So everything he throws, so based on that sale of the team, it throws the whole NBA off. So if you can, if you can sell the Clippers with no pedigree and no brand for $2 billion, What's the Milwaukee Bucks worth? And they won an NBA title. I think they won two with Kareem. But, I mean, what is the rest of the league and all the other teams worth? Hey, if, 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 if the Clippers are worth $2 billion, the Lakers are worth 4 <laughs> Well, what I heard today, well, there's a couple of things. i got a couple of things to say on this. What I heard today is uh, 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 somebody who's in, involved in this type of uh, sales and stuff like that says, now the, the, the value of the Lakers is about $5 billion. Uh, but the, the other thing is, is uh, I, I don't even I don't even look at it that way. I look at it uh, kind of like the housing market. You know, sometimes uh, people pay over the over the, more than a house is worth because they, they don't want to get in a bidding war. Uh, I think that's what Bomber did. He didn't want to get in a bidding war. Somebody was asking. Somebody had already submitted a 1.2 bid. Somebody else submitted a 1.3 bid. He really wants an NBA team, and he uh, he spent the two billion. Uh, uh, it might not hold that kind of value uh, just because he sp he spent that money on it. But uh, if you do the comparisons, though, they do say that if you if you go by the comparisons, that jumps the Lakers up to about a five billion dollar team. Well, I mean, you, 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 first of all, you got to go by the got to go by the market. You first you got the New York Knicks in the number one market. You got Brooklyn, you got New York. You got the, those those are the number one markets. Now you have the number two market. You got the Clippers and you got the Lakers, and now you got Dallas, you got Miami, you got Chicago. And you know you got Oklahoma Thunder now. I mean, even though they're not there in a lower market, but the two number one, the number two and number one market is out of whack now. That means that even even New York Knicks, who haven't won a championship in years, what's their value? They're in the number one market. So therefore, if if, if, the, if the Knicks are worth a little over a billion, they got to be worth two or three. You see, you see, that's what I'm trying to say. That price, even he wanted outbid, but that price changed the whole scope of how the values are. In, uh, in sport, especially basketball. You're going to tell me NBA team is worth more than NFL team? Come on. <laughs> so I'm just saying it throws everything out of whack. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a snowball effect of the league like the NFL. I mean, you're going to spend $2 billion on a team that never has won anything under the brand, the Lakers in the same town, and they're playing in the same venue. You're going to pay $2 billion? You're right. The Lakers are worth tw um, twice that. But then, then what it does, it jumps every other team in the NBA up. Every other team. I mean, even e I mean, even the lowest teams in the NBA based on their economic structure of the league. So, how, what does that do to the TV contracts? Now, what does that do to anything? Well, so you got you got you got to take all that into account too. You know, two billion dollar Clipper team. I mean, come on. 
Well, you also have to ask somebody who's willing to pay it. I mean, you, you might, you might, you, you might increase the value of other teams, but if nobody's willing to pay it, then then that value is is a moot point because I think I think the bottom line is if somebody wants to sell their team, expecting that you get the big jump in the, uh, because of this sale, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, that means that this that means this guy paid for it. He had deep pockets. He didn't care what it cost. He wanted the basketball team. He's being a good yeah. Samaritan. He might take the team back to, to Seattle. Team up to Seattle for the yeah, he, you know, I think he's going to take the team to Seattle. He can say what he wants. I think that team is moving. That's my opinion. You know, and, and frankly, I've think, always I said think that he, he would have moved the Kings. I don't think he's going to move the Clippers. I don't know. I mean, what I would do if I got if you're going to spend two billion, get them under, get their own arena. Number one, you're going to spend that kind of money. Just going to give them another venue that they can play in and say that's yours. So see, to me, Cyclad does to a player. Man, we're playing the Lakers' house. We're doing this. We sell them. Oh, by the way, we cover up the banners and all those kinds of We change the floor. Get your own house. If you can spend $2 billion, we'll get them to go back to the forum and do something. It'll seem like that'll make it a serious rivalry and stuff. But see, Sterling didn't care about that. As long as he's getting his TV money and everything else and how he's marketing and stuff, that's, how, that's my opinion on how he, how he thought. Well, I think he, that's, he's always been a little crazy, though. But that, that, I mean, everybody took that into consideration when the Dodgers sold too, because they had that big, the big TV contract, stuff like that. And didn't it sell for wasn't it, wasn't it the a billion, yeah. billion or something, right? Billion dollars for the Dodgers. Yeah. 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 So, was it? Yeah. But it was. It was. A, they played a billion dollars. He played a billion dollars for that team. It was the highest price of, uh, of a team. It, it definitely right? was yeah. American team. Yeah. 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 So, I think uh, you're going to see a lot of this. And when guys, and just because, and, and I understand where you're coming from, but if you overpay for something, uh, you, you know, he might not be able to sell it for two billion. You know what I mean? If he, he's definitely never going to turn the kind of. Well, that, that's that, that's what I'm seeing. He just bought it, and he just bought it as a, as a whatever he's buying it for. Uh, and uh, he, I he think he's he, he just going to stay in L.A. I like to see him get a new venue, or he's going to move the team. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I think that the owners, the rest of the owners in the time with the with the way that any new owner comes in and regardless of whether it was two billion dollars or 500 million I think that it's going to be a tough sell for the next several years to move the clippers out of LA to get approval from the ownership like from the rest of the league well you know the NBA wants something up in Seattle I mean that, you they know that's a, they definitely do I mean so if you if, if, if you know if you want to keep okay okay if you want if you want to if you want to keep keep them in LA you need to add two. You need to add an even amount of teams. You need to add two more teams then. You know, put one to, put one in San Diego, put one in Seattle. I mean, you know, if you want to do San that. Diego before that didn't work so well. Well, I mean, because he wanted to move them out of there. That's all. That's what he did for you. He just moved them out. He just wanted to bring them up to L.A. He, you know, they he could have worked in San Diego. They got enough people there. To, they got enough demographics to support that, especially now. So, you know, he moved them because he wanted to be he was arrogant enough to move it. And you know, he beat the in, in the NBA at the time did not want him to move it. They actually fought him they had to go to court on that and he did win it. So the situation with Sterling overall with uh, as far as I'm concerned in terms of, you know, uh, what he what he's done and stuff in terms of the the team and stuff like that. I mean he could have marketed it down south, but he wanted to try to market up here in the nose of the Lakers. I could I would never be able to do that if I was on it, but you know, that's me thinking out loud. <laughs> you know how I am. I mean, you know, I'm shooting from the hip, so 
the bottom line is I'd have kept it down to San Diego and built and built my pedigree down there, but he didn't do that. He was always you're gonna always gonna be second fellow to the Lakers. You know? I mean, you know, I mean come look look at the history of the Lakers and how do you come up and do that? At least at least go across town. Don't be in the same venue. Well, 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 and I, I can tell you, some of the owners in the league, they, 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 didn't, they, didn't, they didn't really like the two-team venue. There's only teams in the, in the NBA that does that. And this, and this being a number two market, you've you got to have your own separate venue, your own brand. It, 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 I never got that playing in the same venue. I never understood that. situation where you're trying to convince local government municipalities to throw money in for a building, I think that if you can say, well, this is not going to sit idle for 300 days a year, you know, it's going to be put into use twice as often as it would be in another city, I think that makes sense. I know that that was a big consideration with the new stadium that got built uh, out in Jersey for the Jets and the Giants. You know, call it Giant Stadium, call it MetLife, call it East Rutherford, call it whatever you want. I don't like that either. I, I, I sports fan, but it, you know, as somebody who's helping pay the bill for it, I think it would be much more palatable knowing that I've got to drop my tax dollars on this shit. It might as well get used. But, uh, yeah, well, but see, you know, the TV pack was based on the number one, number two market. you got to understand that they're not even the number one market. They're in New Jersey. They're in another state. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, technically, they're not in New York because they have no team in New York. They both play in the Meadowlands in New so Jersey. <laughs> you see, so, I mean, but they represent it that way, and they're getting paid the fact that they are the number one market. So the thing is, you take, you take L.A. and stuff out here, and, I mean, you, 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 got, you got the number two. See, out here, what makes it really nice is they give a team back. You got, the number two, you got the number two market north. You got the number two market south. You got L.A. and you got Orange County. That's all the number two market. But it's divided up. So, because you remember, the Raiders were in L.A. and the Rams were in Orange County. But that's still the number two market. Well, New York, there's nobody in New York. They used to play in Shea Stadium and all this other place. Now they moved out. When I was back with the Jets, it was in Shea Stadium. They're out of there in a whole new state, but they pay them like they're in the number one market. <laughs> so, and, 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 and so, you know, and you, take, you go back to the NBA and their TV deal, I mean, if this guy moves them to Seattle, that changes the, the demographics of the TV deal. But if you keep them in the number two market, you get your, you know, I mean, they're, get, they're getting paid based on those two teams in the, in the number two market. Yeah. But they well, play in the same venue. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and it's really funny. The, I, you look at the NBA with the, with the Knicks and, 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 the, and, the, uh, and the Nets, you've got the two teams in the two cities the way it should be. That's where the Jets should be with football. New York Giants and the Jets should be in well, football, they, but they're the not. The Jets tried. They just they, they bit off more than they could chew. They wanted to spend a billion dollars on a stadium of their own, but you know, they wanted the city to pay for five hundred million of it. Yeah, but you got. But you. But you have to remember, though. You know, uh, I mean, you, you got. You got to look at. For example, if you're moving, if you go across the bridge and go to New Jersey, the Meadowlands, you're out of the state of New York. So if that's like if two teams basically move to Arizona. That's basically what you're saying, too. That's the same I, thing up I in the East. I think it's more the equivalent of going to TJ, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Have you, have you been to New Jersey? <laughs> well, yeah, but I, but I, but I know, but I, I know the equivalent of going to TJ, I mean, and that's basically what it is. You're absolutely right. But I'm talking about if you're going to move two prominent teams out of the number one market to another state that's not even on the radar screen, I, mean, I, I don't understand it, but hey, if they want to pay the money based on that, fine. But they should be in the New York State. So really, the only team in New York State is the Buffalo Bills. Isn't that funny to you? Just the Buffalo Bills in the state of New York. That is, that's crazy. <laughs> See, so you got you know you got to look at the dynamics of all of that. Right. But the NFL, they do what they want. That's true. Well, you know what? I mean, like you said, uh, with the uh, with the with the whole Clipper thing, I think time will tell on that. Uh, we got a lot of lot of stuff happening. Uh, the, the NBA uh, uh, finals kick off this uh, tomorrow. Uh, so I'm sure next week we're going to have uh, plenty, plenty more to talk about, brother. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, AD, as always, thank you for your insight. And uh, oh, got one other thing. Got to let you know, Mike's Cafe in Pacoima, California, Ooh. named a pancake after me called the Notre Dame Killer. Ah, cool. pancake, and, it's, and that's what it's made out of: <laughs> red velvet. Can you imagine a red velvet pancake? What I'm trying to get him to do is make a red velvet waffle. So it's Mike's Cafe in Pacoima on Van Nuys, and I'm going to be there on Sunday to eat some of my pancakes. A Notre Dame killer on the menu. Nice. That's nice. Nice. Well, everybody's going to have to check that out. It's, on, uh, uh, it's in Pacoima. In Pacoima. you got to check it out. All right, brother. AD, as always, thanks a lot, brother. Take care. Appreciate you tuning in. My pleasure. Take it easy. Uh, let's take a quick break and listen to uh, what do we got here? Mark Platt. It's my time. Back after this. It's my time Yes, it's my time It's the right time It's my time If not now, just when Where to begin I won't be afraid To take one on the chin Cause it's my time Yes, it's my time It's the right time It's my time Life is far too short To be in someone else's dream Won't fall asleep at the wheel Rise up full head of steam 
Cause it's my time Yes, it's my time It's the right time It's my time It's my time It's my time It's the right time It's my time This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that piñata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Stefana here, and you're listening to Swoop's World, the best show, the best show. Welcome back to Super on the Talk Show Radio Network. I want to thank AD for uh, calling in, as well as David Keaton, as well as the Black Marquis for kicking back with us uh, tonight. Uh, God, we just missed the call from Angela Matz, and we wanted to talk to Angela and Tara. And hopefully they'll call back. Can you do that a little bit louder? Well, I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hopefully, idea hopefully, hopefully gonna, they'll call back and get a chance to chat with them. I hate missing that call, but... Uh, uh, just didn't get to it in time, so uh, hopefully they'll come back. Uh, T-Bone, DraftKings, man. DraftKings.com is a great, fun place to uh, do your fantasy sports on shorter time frames. 
Uh, those of you who are impatient, don't want to wait for a whole season to play out, get yourself on over there. You can go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, or you can click on the banner ad on the right side of the page. It has something saying something along the lines of $20 million guaranteed. Uh, when you go through SwoopsWorld and join DraftKings, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway, and they love to give away money. Of course, they love to win money from suckers as well. So which one will you be? <laughs> DraftKings. Color patterns, man. Oh, color patterns. <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked about this one in a while. I know, I know. Color it's... patterns is a fun app for your iPad where you get to just turn your brain off for a while, let your fingers work some magic. Uh, there's a bunch of preset patterns, and all you got to do is pick a color and go to work. You can use it like you are a preschooler. You can get your finger paint on. You can use a stylus or a, one of those cool brush-type thingamajiggers. Uh, it's a fun time. When you mess up, you can just hit undo, keep going as though nothing ever happened. And then when you are satisfied with your finished creation, you can share it on a bunch of different online sites. You can even print it out as a postcard. Send it to your friends all over the world. It is Color Patterns. It's in the App Store. It's $1.99, and it's brought to you by... Talk Story Media, the same folks that continue to let us on the air here every week for some strange reason. <laughs> Amazing. Audible.com. Mm. Audible.com uh, is offering a free trial subscription. Uh, your first download is free. If you go to the banner ad on the front page of Soup's World, Soup, what is that address? You got that down. Audibletrial.com forward slash Soup's World. There you go. And if you go there and check it out, you'll get a free listen. Uh, there is 100,000 titles, so something for everyone. And as we've talked about, there's a bunch of really talented people. Uh, I was browsing through, and I saw um, – oh, shoot, now I don't remember the title, but like Sissy Spacek was the reader. I'm like, that would be nice. right. Uh, it was something she played in. And now I'm not – wasn't Carrie, but it, it was something. It was something. Anyhow. There's there's some really cool talented people uh, and uh, you've taken advantage of this. Uh, uh, you you yeah, onto a new I, book? I'm on my fourth uh, uh, Andrew Peterson novel oh. with uh, Nathan uh, uh, McBride, and I, I think I'm going to go uh, Jack Reacher next. Oh, okay. Uh, there's also a there's a book out that uh, God, what's it called? Uh, something Lieutenant, it's written by uh, the guy who uh, who was the team leader uh, of all of the Lance's wins in the Tour de France. He, uh, oh. uh, but it's not uh, it's not on Audible yet, so hopefully uh, hopefully that'll be out there soon. But uh, I'm definitely going to be going to the uh, Jack Reacher novel next. Nice. And, uh, well, you, I, you got me. You got me. Uh, I think I might have to pick up Dune too. Yeah, I just read that one or listened to that one, I should say, and uh, that was one of my favorites. Like as a youngster, uh, so it was fun to listen to it. And I got to tell you, the quality it was just great. They. Uh, they had five or six different actors, um, you know, men, women, so they were doing the different parts. And uh, just really well done. Very, very enjoyable. And, uh, you know, drowned out the kids or when I was on long bike rides. It's kind of nice to – It was. I felt like it was like uh, one of those little guilty pleasures. It was just like plug it in and just sort of tune things out. And it was nice. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so, anyhow. Lots of great books out there. 100,000 titles. Something for everybody. You go to the Swoops World home, uh, homepage. Or any page, you click the banner ad. You'll get your first one for free, and uh, there's definitely something out there for everyone. Nice. Check it out. How about uh, where to bike Orange County? Man? Where to bike Orange County is uh, the book I wrote for uh, part of a travel series, of which there's about ten. 
I covered the best 85 rides in Orange County. 30 of those rides or so are kid rides, totally free, car-free rides to get your, your little munchkins, uh, you know, ready to ride the longer rides. The other rides are geared towards recreational riders, everything from, you know, four-mile rides with lots of things to do and the more uh, intensive 50-mile rides with plenty of climbs and, and headwinds and the challenges. Uh, each ride has an accurate uh, ride log, a map, places to stop along the way, things to do, uh, a little bit of history about where you're riding through, and it all comes with a companion app that uh, has a very useful map that you know ties in with Google Maps. So uh, check it out. Where to bike Orange County, uh, available in the local Barnes & Nobles uh, in Long Beach and Orange County. Uh, the REIs are carrying it. Local bike shops are carrying it. And, of course, you can get it uh, you know, online. If you go to the Swoops World uh, uh, homepage, uh, web pages, and you uh, look over there, you will see an ad. Click on that. It will take you to that megalithic store, Amazon. They will ship it straight to your house, and we'll earn a few pennies along the way. So where to bike, Orange County. That's the one I want to read. It's called The Loyal Lieutenant. It's written by George... Kathy. Yeah, I uh, I haven't read that, um, yeah, but I've heard uh, the thing I heard about it is sometimes he, he's not as honest as he could have been. You know what I mean? So you. See, that's the opposite of what I read. I read, all right. I, I read where he. Uh, he but I haven't. Out, re- he I don't know how he was. Okay. Well, there was definitely times where he definitely does that, but then there there's some key moments where he kind of holds things back. Is what's what, is what one review I read said, but I don't know anybody who's actually read it, so I don't you know. know. I, uh, I was hoping to be an audible, but, but I might have to actually buy the hard copy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy now, man. Uh, <laughs> I like to listen to my reading. I know, right? <laughs> Hey, if you want to get in shape, stay in shape, you know, all the kind of things that go along with being fit, contact our good friend Jack Nunn over at Rowworks. Indoor rowing, uh, personal training, and boot camp, and much, much more. Uh, you know, Jack is uh, just a few days or weeks away from headed to, heading to Carnes. How do you pronounce it? Carnes? Carnes? Oh, oh uh, I don't know. C-A-R-I-N-S. I'm not sure. The, I am not sure the correct pronunciation there. Where's Tara when we need her? Yeah, for an for an Iron Man. No, she's a New Zealander, but still, she she'd be able to. She would know. Should Dallas said, he's heading there for an Iron Man. But anyway, he he can get get you in shape and keep you in shape. Go to fifty seven fifty Boathouse Lane in Long Beach, or give him a look up on the website and the World Wide Web www.rowworks.com, or give him a call at five six two. 688-1716. Let them know the Swoops Rose sent you, and your first week is free. T-Bone, you about ready, man? Yeah. Yeah, he's into this. Well, good news for those listeners out here who might actually want to watch us. The uh, the live stream app is uh, not working. <laughs> <laughs> there must have been something about uh, the You know that sound? It's up. time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone. Ways that I probably shouldn't mention even on internet radio, but that's okay. Yeah. And the great thing about it is that it's just never ever it's never gonna disappear.
all of the messed up things that I've said in the last four years <laughs> will live on for eternity. <laughs> will prevent me from ever making a terrible decision like running for public office. Uh, Nobody shows up to vote anyway. What do you care? <laughs> yeah, hey, way to go Long Beach, by the way. We have 470-some thousand people in this city, 250-some thousand registered voters. Uh, we had 45,000 ballots cast yesterday, <laughs> including uh, actually just just about two or 300 more people voted in booths than in envelopes in this election. Hmm. So it was like 22,000 and change for both write-in, I mean, I'm sorry, mail-in ballots and... Actually showing up at a polling place. I have a mail-in ballot always. I'm a permanent absentee voter. As, a, as am I. Yeah. Because if you're not, you're not paying attention. You're, not, you're doing it wrong. Uh, you don't want to wait in those lines. But I also happen to work at a school, so I knew like, oh crap! I haven't filled out my ballot yet. It's Tuesday morning. <laughs> I will fill out my ballot before I go to work, and I know that I can just hand it to them yep. in the envelope yep. and say, okay, here you go. There you go. Hey. Uh, Local politics are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> really, really stupid. <laughs> um, but you know what? It, it, see, you can say that because you participated. It's right. I, I participated yeah, the shit fun. out of this. <laughs> the county, the entire county, 15%, 15, was it the entire state or the county? I think it was the state. 15% people voted. It's so. piss poor. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we talk about how shitty government is and how crappy things are being run. But you know what? We let it. We let it. We let it happen. You know, if you don't go out and vote or participate, you know. Well, I've voted many times in my not that many years. It's been more years than I care to count anymore. It's about to be at least. But uh, I pretty much, I'm really bad at picking winners. <laughs> so I, this is the one thing that I, I, I don't like about that comment. You know, like I mean that that idea is that I, I vote. Never fucking matters because I always vote for the guys that lose. But you have a right to complain, is what I'm saying. You have a right to bitch about it. But when I do vote for a guy that wins, I still bitch about it. You you have heard that right. But have I? Even if I said I want this person doing this job? Yes, you still feel like it's like because you know why? Other people should be complaining about me at that point. Well, sometimes sometimes it goes both ways. It goes both ways. But also sometimes you're just you're voting for yeah, you're flipping lesser of evils. Sometimes not even lesser of evils. I know that one. It's a coin flip, man. It's, it's a, a coin, coin flip. flip. Yeah. It's like, do I want to vote for a giant douche or a turd sandwich? Yeah. Said that game that I hate this game. You know, who would you rather bop? Uh, you know, like whatever, Mother Teresa, or it's like fuck in the, Mary Kill. It's like I'm not. It's like that's what voting's we, like sometimes. We say it's like bang, Mary Kill. Yeah. Uh, no, that's how we play it at the middle school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is, is. Uh, Sometimes it's it's a no-win situation, and yeah. you're just picking the lesser evil. So, yeah. Which uh, means it's not really your fault, because you yeah, just... No, no, it's my fault. You right. still have a right to complain. You still have a right to complain, because you, you did vote. Yes, indeed. I took that cool sticker that says I voted in, like, 19 different languages. Uh, but I wear a shirt that's made out of plastic every day at work, so my, <laughs> the stickers never stick to it. So, <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't, See, when you mail in a vote, you don't get a sticker. You just get a stub. Well, I 
I'm a pro- I'm a serial procrastinator. <laughs> so this is the third time in like the last five elections where I have dropped off my mail at a polling place on election day because uh, that's just classy. And the great thing is, oh, we get to vote again in November. Yeah. Dude, Long Beach right. seriously can kiss it on this whole. Yeah, thing. they they pooched it that way for sure. To be separate and all. That makes no sense. There's no logic behind it's that. Fucking retarded. And that's gonna get me in trouble too. So that's fine. Um, I just dropped the R word after the F word. Oh man! In response, that's RT, right? That's right. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> oh man, the Swoops World Communications Commission is going to be unhappy with me. Uh, That's think, all right. I think it's Thankfully, like really, none of this democracy stuff matters. I mean, it's all just—it's all just a dog and pony show. Um, we really. What do you call that when the? Uh, what do you call that when it's uh, the same families all the time? It's, uh, Dynastic. Uh, Dynasties. Cornering the market. We got a Shriver running for uh, oligarchies. Yeah, we got a Shriver running for uh, city council. It's basically a Kennedy. Yeah, Lowenthal's and Bushes. <laughs> Lowenthal's though have been uh, they've been taking some lumps, man. They've been doing a lot of losing lately, which is unusual. Yeah, we don't see that a lot. Clinton's running, Bushes running, Kennedy's running. <laughs> Any new names to pop up <laughs> that haven't been on a reality TV show? <laughs> that's a good point, and that's going to cross out a lot of people. Yes, it is. It's a growing sector. One of the few of those things we have in this economy right now. <laughs> um, speaking of our economy and other sad news, uh, Don Zimmer. A, a baseball badass. We lost him tonight, uh, Don Zimmer, who played and coached in Major League Baseball for over 60 years, passed away today at the age of 83, I believe. Um, he did. He he was Joe Torre's right hand there as a bench coach during uh, the last, well, not the last of several, but uh, during four World Series titles, I believe, with Torre. Girardi just won one a couple years ago. That doesn't count. It's not even the right building. Easy. Not even the right Easy building. Easy there, big boy. Um, but my my first real moment of awareness that Don Zimmer was even part of baseball was in 2004, because <laughs> I'm a child. You know, uh, I was a child at the time. My brother was actually at that game between Boston and New York when the brawl broke out. Oh and yeah. Pedro Martinez did the swim move and grab. Don Zimmer by the head and threw him to the ground. Uh, yeah, he was like 70 something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you gotta give him credit. He waded right in there, man. He, he was the aggressor. He totally was. He totally was. I mean, Pedro really gave him the most graceful treatment he could get out of the deal. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, a competitor in every possible fashion. I mean, even he had heart surgery, I guess, back in April. And still on the payroll and working in, in some capacity as a baseball advisor to Tampa Bay uh, up until the day he died. So, well, my, um, my, my first memory of Zimmer, like a Zimmer moment, was uh, when he got nailed with the baseball. It was in batting practice, and they had it on tape, and you could see. He oh, had, this was back when he was in the minors. I don't remember where it was. I just remember, boom, he got hit, 
And, and he was he was a coach of some sort. Oh, okay. man, he was in management, so he wasn't a player. And then he got hit, and um, you know, and they, everybody's like, "You gotta go to the hospital." And then he got hit. I mean, it wasn't like it was a line drive ball. I don't know, maybe he was coaching first base, third base. I don't remember exactly who was in the dugout, but he got hit hard. And I just remember whatever game I was watching, and boom, his helmet comes popping off his head or hat, whatever it was. And they just insisted that he go to the, the emergency room. And he's like, no. And he, he sat on bench the whole rest of the game. And, he you know, he's like, no, I'll go to the hospital afterwards. After and the game's uh, over, man. After the game's <laughs> over, I'm not going anywhere. And I don't know. That, that's, old school, man. Yeah. That's yeah. old school. Definitely. And, you know, Don Zimmer was so – like some people just build their lives around whatever's convenient. This guy, like – he loved baseball to where, I mean, and baseball loved him back. But he, this is a guy who, he got married at home plate before a game, before a minor league game when he was when he was still in the minors. Got married to the woman who he who has survived him today back in 1951 wow. before, before a minor league baseball game. Like, that's, I, I'm, that's just, that's same, same woman, the whole time. <laughs> same woman. Damn, he's old school. Uh, yeah. Definitely, sure. definitely a very appropriate way to describe Don Zimmer. Um, the guy managed, managed several teams in the bigs over his, over his years, but, uh, spent the last, uh, two decades as both a bench coach and uh, kind of front office advisor to New York and then Tampa Bay in the last couple of years. Um, he, he played on the Dodgers when they won it in Brooklyn. He played with Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guy, he, he played for Casey Stengel. Uh, I mean, he... he, he, he had so much baseball history wrapped up in his head. Like, I would have just loved to sit down and chat with the guy for five minutes. Yeah. But anyway, I, I normally really get annoyed at all these immediate posthumous exaltations that we have about people. But this is a dude who seemed like a badass that I would have loved to have a beer with. Um, you know, even when I wasn't legal. <laughs> he was getting in fights with Pedro. So... <laughs> Baseball will definitely remember this dude. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, At least for a generation or two. Yeah. And he will, I mean, we're waiting on the next Ken Burns type to just really dude, yeah. memorialize the shit out of everything, every little last bit of minutia about baseball. But uh, he's going to be a part of it for sure. So that'll be entertaining. Uh, you know. Baseball is remembering the past. The NFL is throwing out the past, at least for this season. Uh, most people are really bad at math, even when it's an Arabic numeral that we're, we've learned since we were four, five. Um, Roman numerals really screw with most folks. And apparently <laughs> screwed with the graphic design team for the NFL and the Super Bowl too, because they decided that Super Bowl 50 will not be represented with the Roman numeral Four fifty. Anybody? Anybody? Isn't it an L? It is an L, yes. And they decided that an L with the Vince Lombardi trophy was lame. Was not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, they could have done so many things with it, and they're so afraid they want.
wanted to stay in their nice little box that they built over the last few years where the Super Bowl logo is pretty much the same with just a couple little different tweaks. That is that so sucks. lame. It's a 50 where the 5 is the left hit and the 0 is the right hit and the Vince Lombardi trophy is <laughs> it's like the third minute the of phallic symbol. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, your mouth is boring me now, but I'm not ready to move on to the money stuff yet. So, let me just wedge this in between these two objects for a minute. Uh, I mean, if you're going to go away from what the they've done for, that, for that, all that these years, that is so lame. And that is uh, So, this, this 50th Super Bowl will not be taking place after this season. This season will spawn the 49th Super Bowl, which will be in... Minnesota. Oh, no, Arizona. Uh, and then Ooh. Super Bowl 50, that's 5-0, not L, uh, will take place after next season in some suburb of San Francisco, wherever they're building their new stadium. San Jose, isn't it? Minnesota is uh, 51 or 52, I think. It's after. 51 is Houston, so Minnesota's got 52, I think. But it's, it's a few years down the road. Because it's so nice and warm in January in Minnesota. Beautiful country. <laughs> At least the mosquitoes aren't out in January. There's that. Um, yeah, this one, it's, I don't know. Like it, The fact that it's even a story is kind of, it's it's a little bit clickbait. But uh, um, I, I would hate to really, how do you how do you take that job and say, oh, I want to work in the graphics department for the NFL, and they just tell you, like, you have this common template that we've decided is already happening. So you get to be the person who does the bitch work of putting putting the new number in that same exact spot and the new silhouette of a stadium in that same exact spot. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. But, uh, in a in a season in a time of year where there's no actual football news to report, other than the fact that Johnny Manziel apparently went to Vegas last week, this is the next best football tidbit. So. Yeah, and I was surprised they make such a big deal about this. About what, Johnny Manziel going to Vegas? The, the NFL Slow beat reporters. The NFL beat reporters are really bored right now. <laughs> They're all kind of just like, if we make a story of this, then we'll get to go on his next trip to Vegas. <laughs> that's, that, I think that's the only possible motivation that anybody had for reporting that he went to Vegas. It's like, yeah, he just signed a fucking huge deal and got paid legit and doesn't have to worry about being ruled ineligible or screwing over his team. He's going to Vegas. Are you go, he's going to go celebrate. I go to Vegas when I have negative dollars. Not even coming home with negative dollars. Going there with negative dollars. If I had just put like several million dollars into several bank accounts, then yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely go to Vegas. And sometimes the the media, the sports writers, they don't have anything to write about, so they make something up. Sometimes, sometimes sports characters, players, coaches, other folks like Donald Sterling, they create news out of thin air. <laughs> they just make writers' jobs easy. And this is something that I actually like about uh, Jurgen Klinsmann here, our, uh, the U.S. men's national team coach, coach who is about to lead... The, uh, the U.S. into his first World Cup wearing the, these particular colors. And you know, 
it's been somewhat of a controversy the last few weeks because when they released the final 23-man roster to go to Brazil, Landon Donovan wasn't on it, and we talked about it a little bit and the different motivations that could be in play. Uh, I mean, and the guy is, he's not quite Donald Sterling, but he's <laughs> definitely a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, flat out said, the U.S. can't win the World Cup this time. Like, he just said, we're not, we're not nearly good enough. <laughs> so basically, he said what everybody knows, yes. but what he's not supposed to say. Yeah. Like, as a coach, you're not supposed to say that shit. You're supposed to be able to convince your players that they're going to win and make them run through brick walls and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, apparently, that's not how he does things. Uh, different management style. Yeah, you, know, you think? We do see that from time to time. Well, maybe this is a little reverse psychology here. You guys cannot win. You cannot win. You cannot win. We're going to prove that mother wrong. I don't know. I don't even see him getting out of the group stage. So. Well, that's the, they're in the, what they call it? They call it the, uh, the group of death. Group of death. Yeah. yeah. Portugal, Germany, and Ghana. Ghana. My, my native Ghana is going to wreak havoc. They usually do, actually. They they have a habit of, of causing They're gonna do mischief. Work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Klinsman had some interesting comments uh, when when somebody, I don't even know if somebody brought it up or if he just went there. But Volunteered. Comparing, <laughs> comparing the, the Landon Donovan situation indirectly to uh, the Lakers and their handling of Kobe Bryant over the last couple of years. Uh, he essentially, I mean, he, he, he kind of painted it as an American problem, which I think is over oversimplifying it. But uh, you know, saying that professional athletes here get rewarded with contract extensions based entirely on what they've done in the past and in directly in the face of what their real future potential is. Of course, he's playing better this year than he's was playing before he took the time off, right? Donovan? Yeah. Yeah, uh, debatably. It, it, I mean, you can argue. It, I mean, it depends which – the thing about – that's the problem with soccer is that the numbers are hard to – like, you know, you can be the guy that's helping the team win and not have a lot of – Yeah, you could have a lot of assists or a lot of yeah. – just, just a lot of passes that lead to assists that lead to – But goals. you don't get the – yeah. yeah, and so it's, it's hard to say. If you, from what I saw, if you looked at Donovan's number over the last 12 months since he took the time off or eight months, whatever it was, that time period, and then the previous 12 months, or, you know, he doesn't seem to have, at least from a scoring point of view, he doesn't seem to have fallen off. Um, that being said. Yeah, but it was just MLS. That's is part of the problem is he's not. That's, a, that's the problem, like from what I'm reading of the, of the quotes from from uh, yeah, that's where most of, that's where most that's yeah. where most of the U.S. guys are playing. You know, there's a few of them playing in uh, what, La Liga and uh, there's a couple yeah. in uh, yeah. Most, I mean, there most of them are playing MLS. There are guys Donovan's age playing in MLS that are on the roster going to right. Brazil. So uh, I think there's some something. There's definitely something. Well, something's more. a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who banged whose wife. But... <laughs> well, if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. If I had to guess that, well, I, I would say that a younger man banged an older man's wife, and the older man wasn't invited to play along. Because, you know, the Europeans, they have different 
They have different fun things going on there. Like I'm all about the FFM, but the FMM. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> and I know, I know that hey, everyone enjoys their own thing. I know sometimes you gotta just make something airtight. <laughs> that's not for everyone <laughs> so uh, this is this is gonna be a funny one to watch it play out because Klinsman is on on contract for at least one more World Cup after this and hey maybe Donovan can be the comeback player of the quadrennial next time and he can be on the US squad Maybe he'll sell his soul and join another country and get new citizenship and all that stuff, too. So, uh, more, more likely that we'll not see either of these guys in the next World Cup, to be That honest. seems very um, likely. Because I, I think that coming in and saying, you know what, what you guys have done for the last many years isn't working, we got to do something different, is fine. I mean, it's true. Like The, the U.S. men's team has underachieved for the last several years. I don't care that soccer is not our top national sport. We still have plenty of talent to go around here. Um, and it's not being handled and developed properly. So change at the top is good. But I, I, I think that he I think still has to walk a little bit yeah. of a, a finer line in terms of how he doesn't openly resent right. the people that are paying so and I think he makes yeah. I think he makes a mistake if he wants to coach in the next World Cup I think he makes a mistake you know you put you put Donovan on there if nothing else as the elder statesman the guy with the there's with a, experience a huge place for that well, here's and the even thing. if he doesn't start he's the guy now if you go with with him with Donovan and you lose we put our best team out there and we lost if you go and you lose and Donovan's not there, everybody's going to be saying you didn't field the best team because Donovan wasn't on there. And you can debate whether Donovan – but he probably deserved to be there if, again, if for no, it's, it's like what the English soccer team did this last World Cup or the one before when they included Beckham. Mm-hmm. Was he at the top of his form? No. But he's a guy who'd been there before – I'm not even a fan of his, but he he's been there before. He he should not be a fan. Of his I think he's a dick, yeah, he's but a, he's a good dick. Though. I, he's just a dick. But the point is, is he was so on if there. You're gonna, if you're going to choose your athletes by their, <laughs> you, there's nobody to cheer for. Well, but anyway, I, my my point is, is like he definitely he, he was off his game. He wasn't he not off his game, but he was near the end of his career. Mm-hmm. But he got added because he brought a certain something to the game. He was you know and. Um, and I personally think that was the right choice. Um, and again, I don't even like the guy. Uh, Donovan, I think, is that in that same category. Here's a guy you probably should have made a roster spot for, if for no other reason, because the team that was going, everybody else, has, has, has been talked about quite a bit, is that uh, they're not young, but they don't have a lot of international experience. And Donovan's a guy who does have that. Yeah. And, if nothing else, he's almost like that he, coach he, on the field. Has, aside from his national team experience, he has played at high levels internationally. Yeah. And he's done so well. Yeah. I mean, I'm that last time when was it the time last time or the time before where the US kinda got a little further than everybody expected, he was scoring goals. And if he wasn't scoring goals, he was making shit happen that led to goals being scored. So he's a guy who again, maybe he's lost a step, maybe he's not quite as quick, but 
he makes up for it in other ways. I, I think Klinsman makes a mistake. I don't think Klinsman – I think if Klinsman puts Donovan on this team, he's around for the next World Cup. The fact that he didn't put Donovan on this team means he's not. But see, he missed a, he missed, he missed a point when he, he, he basically – based on his own statements when you were saying he was talking about it's an American thing and talking about the Lakers and Kobe. But the thing is, if, you, if you're coaching the U.S. basketball team in the Olympics and Kobe wants to play, Kobe's on the fight. It's just, it's just, it is going to happen. Um, so it might be an American thing. Yeah, but, it, but, but that's it. <laughs> uh, note to Klinsman, you're coaching an American team. You may not like how that works. I mean, I get it. And sometimes that's maybe not the best thing, but that is what you are dealing with. So, yeah, I think he makes a mistake here. Yeah. And it, it's a shame because I think, personally, I think Klinsman is the kind of coach the U.S. needs. Uh, to sort of move us up, the U.S. up, to a new level. Uh, but I think he's misplayed this. I can't even get my, uh, <laughs> what do you call that thing? Chat room. Swoops, chat room. Swoops, chat room is broken. He says hi. Yeah, hi. Tell, tell Stacy I said what's up. What's, what's up? up? What up, girl? <laughs> what? How'd I just work? Um... World Cup is coming up quite quickly, actually. Yeah, like it's about a week, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's next a week from tomorrow. I think, if I if I remember right. Yeah, Thursday, June twelfth, Brazil kicks it off as the it's host last day of school, right? That is the last day. It of is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday, June thirteenth, will be a much happier day for me. But Thursday, June twelfth, Brazil hosting Croatia. That's going to be during daylight hours for us here, so one o'clock Pacific. Afternoon time on next Thursday. Got the old DVR all set up. The Brasileños or whatever they call themselves are going to get get working. And Croatia, I don't know how I feel. I'm True that, Stacey. True that. They're probably in trouble. But anyway, the Did US you, I heard uh, like one of the Croatians' uh, top players. Uh, uh, there's no way I can even pronounce his name. I'm going to try. But uh, apparently, he got banned. Uh, for 10 games, um, 10 international games, which, you know, those don't come along. That's like several years banned. Exactly. And he got banned because Croatia made it into the World Cup by some sort of playoff. And in that playoff, at the end of the game, after the game was actually over apparently, he he made a, uh, a Nazi salute. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, in celebration, and afterwards, <laughs> sure he wasn't just saying, "I'm this excited." <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. Apparently it was. She's that tall. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's apparently very because uh, it's a neo-Nazi sign. Yeah, and um, did he like swap out his cleats for? I don't know what he did. I I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. So, but uh, you know, to to be able to get a ten-game international ban, there could not have been. Any gray area. Uh, so, which means... Well, there could have been. I don't know. Soft, <laughs> soft FIFA is really... Well, there is that, but too. they are. They are. But, I mean, to get a 10-game ban, that's an international ban. That's... I mean, this guy's pretty much going to... If Croatia goes all the way to the finals, I think he can play in that game. I don't think so. You know? You only have got a, you've got you three games. seven matches to... But you got to win... You, gotta, you play three in the group... Yeah, you're right. Seven. Seven, yeah. 
So he, that was what Captain Captain Klinsman said. <laughs> <laughs> we have to play the seven best games of whatever. Yeah. That's just not possible. He said it's not possible. Uh, uh, like, really? They should. Why do they think they should? I'm gonna yank his contract now. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say there's a language issue, but like. Not possible mm. is not what you ever said. No, no. No, he's definitely, I think, I mean, again, I, I like him. I think he's the right guy, <laughs> but I think he's doing everything wrong, and I, I hadn't heard all of this, uh, and now that I'm hearing it from you, I'm like, he's definitely doing everything wrong. He's not, I, I thought he was the right guy, but it, I don't think he is now. <laughs> he, might the, he might still be the right guy within the lines, yeah. but I think he he doesn't know how to handle the, the U.S. media. Right. That, and, that seems obvious. And, and the U.S. media is already less friendly to soccer and certainly less friendly to yeah, a he's foreign getting, He's probably getting a, t- a tougher reception than Bo Bergendahl. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely from the uh, people that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's... That's a whole different <laughs> I, got a, I got a phone call from one of my my army friends. They're not happy. They're none too happy. This was a few days before the story broke. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so what's this guy's name again? All right, I'll, I'll pay attention. I'm waiting for it. And Rabbit hole. Back to sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the regionals took place this last weekend for the uh, NCAA Men's baseball tournament shenanigans and the women play too, right? They're the uh, the women are done. Who won it all? Was it Oregon? Florida. Florida. Florida beat Alabama actually yeah, in yeah. the women's championship. I was watching Florida, man. I mean, I was watching a part of the Oregon game. I watched Oregon against uh, Minnesota, I think, yeah. last week or the week before. I don't know. They were they were beastly. Yeah. Um, the, the regionals took place in the baseball tournament last weekend. The Dirtbags were in there. They were in the Gainesville Regional with the Gators. Um, they actually, the Dirtbags won their first game in the tournament. They beat North Carolina. They took down the Tar Heels in the first game uh, and then lost to College of Charleston in their second game, who was the four seed uh, who had beaten Florida the day before, the number one seed and a high-ranked national seed. So College of Charleston took down the Dirtbags in their second game, which gave them the opportunity to play North Carolina again in the loser's bracket after North Carolina eliminated the host Gators. And then that game between the Dirtbags and the Tar Heels stretched over about a 36-hour period because it got delayed twice because of weather and then finally postponed till the following day. So on Sunday... The Dirtbags and the Tar Heels were the morning game, and the winner of that game was supposed to play College of Charleston on Sunday afternoon. And then if that team, if the team from the loser's bracket beat them, there would be a, fall, a, a championship game on Monday. As it worked out with the weather, the Dirtbags and North Carolina didn't finish their Sunday morning game until Monday morning. So then I came home for lunch on Monday to catch the end of the Dirtbags and College of Charleston, and they lost. So Charleston moves on in that from that region. Um, there are a lot of local teams out there. Cal State Fullerton actually KO'd Nebraska. They beat them twice, but uh, Fullerton ended up losing to 
Oklahoma State in the Stillwater Regional. Cowboys. So, yeah, Oklahoma State moves on, and they will host a Super Regional where they will play UC Irvine because Irvine hmm. uh, ousted Oregon State, who is the national number one. Um, Irvine beat the Beavers, the Anteaters, yes. Uh, this is the this is probably the only thing that could beat uh, South Carolina versus. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the old animal chart. I don't see the anteater beating the beaver. A lot of things beat a beaver, but not an anteater. Just say it. It's just context. <laughs> did really well for the first part of the weekend because, like I said, Irvine ended up winning their region and moving on. Uh, Fullerton did well. They lost to the host and region champion, Oklahoma State. Uh, Long Beach did well. They won a couple of games. They knocked out a team that uh, from a major conference played against the team that won the regional. And Cal Poly, who hosted, ended up losing to Pepperdine. That's kind of a Pepperdine has been a good baseball school. Uh, I was kind of surprised to hear during the course of watching some of these games over the weekend that Pepperdine had never advanced to a super regional. And I was like, they've won national championships. How is that possible? But their last championship was right before they expanded the field to 64 teams and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, if you like Anteaters, they're in, they're in the super regionals starting on Friday against Oklahoma State. I think we're going to Take a quick one and then come back. Is that what you're trying to no, do? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm with you, man. Uh, okay. I'm right here. Right on. All right, cool. Um, there was some chaos in this in this tournament on the opening weekend. Uh, a lot of number ones exited early. Um, Florida, Florida State, and Miami, all number one region hosts, all stayed home for next weekend for the Super Regional. Nobody of those three big schools moving forward, and uh, for for all of the for all of the credit that those three schools get from the football side of things, they're all very good baseball schools too. So um, for none of them to move ahead when they get to host a tournament and have home field advantage is kind of interesting. Um, Omaha takes place starting next weekend, so. Right now, you're going to have to rely on ESPN3 to watch these games or ESPNU or a combination thereof. Uh, if you don't get either one of those, I have not found any good way to find these games illicitly over the interwebs. So if you're on your own in that regard, uh, let's see. The NBA Finals are starting tomorrow. We have a rematch of last year's Finals. We got Miami and I mean, just, San Antonio. Before you get deep into that, uh, I'm not going to go that deep. I, anyway. I just want to say <laughs> we've been we've been doing this since '09, uh -huh. and we had a few guests on. I remember the first uh, the first year the, the the big three got together, and uh, everybody says this is a uh, it's not going to work. Blah 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 blah, and everybody had a big freaking uh, party because they lost the championship. Of course, they got there, <coughs> and. Uh, Every year that they've been together, they've played in the uh, NF NBA Finals. This is four years in a row. There's no 
only two other teams that have accomplished this. I think it's time for the haters to just take a deep breath and relax because they played well together. Will they win again? I don't know, but uh, the boys look good. Shout out to Alma and Stacy in the chat room. Those of you listening to all the Swiss World apps. Hashtag no dead air. As well as Talk Stream Live. And uh, go eat. Go ahead, man. Go with your story. Uh, NBA Finals start tomorrow at 6 Pacific on ABC. That is Miami and San Antonio, a rematch of last year's NBA Finals. I would love to be in San Antonio for some of this series. I would love to be in Miami for some of this series. Two very fun towns that love their basketball teams. And uh, a lot of people are going to get wasted over the next two months. <laughs> a lot of people. So maybe maybe <clears throat> folks in Miami this year will stay for an entire game. Even <laughs> if it looks like they might lose. That's, they're so much like L.A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's like, yeah. Game, game, game's not over. It's a thousand dollar ticket. Asshole. Oh my gosh! You see the cost of these freaking tickets, man? Oh, for the for it's the hockey. Oh, we haven't got to hockey yet. We got to hockey yet. Yeah. Well, I'm going there right now. So, uh, game one of the Stanley Cup Finals was tonight. Who won, man? Who won? In Los Angeles, the Kings and the Rangers in a matchup that the NHL home office was very thrilled about. Yeah. The Kings took it in overtime because 60 minutes of hockey especially playoff hockey just isn't enough <laughs> uh, the Kings continuing a, a fun little streak in overtimes uh, of two now because they won the last two games game seven uh, they they took down Chicago five to four in overtime what a great game that, that was did you watch that game? game yes I did um, and you know actually I, I'm gonna go ahead and credit myself and my comrades for the Kings win in game seven because every intermission we went down and jumped in the pool because after the first during the first intermission we went down and jumped in the pool they were and down we two came, they were down uh, two and when we came back up the Kings scored a goal like almost immediately after we got inside and now the Blackhawks answered that goal very 12 quickly. seconds yeah but we went in the, we went in the pool during the next intermission the King, Kings came back and scored again said wait a minute and then when they went to overtime it was like well dude guess what we're doing it was cold at that point i mean it was like oh god we're going in the pool again shivering out there i was like we're going in the fucking pool do you do, do you get a 10 game international suspension for hanging out with your comrades uh, <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm the russian side huh? yeah, yeah. Well, you, know, you go far enough to the left or the right and so <laughs> Life. <laughs> <laughs> the Kings took game one. Justin Williams scores an overtime goal after a cheap turnover in a bad position. Did he? Didn't he get the overtime goal against the Blackhawks? In game seven? Yeah. Who got that overtime? Mm, I have no idea. No. It was or Dave. Dave's not here. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I don't know either. It was uh, somebody. <laughs> Somebody in the right color. Definitely somebody. And the Kings win game one. Game two is on Saturday night. What? I hate that. That just... Why do you need three days between... 
they're not not traveling. Yeah. Right. So it's like nobody needs three days. I mean, and and the bat- and do you think the players want three days? No. Hell no. Especially the Kings players. They're like, we're on a fucking roll. Right. Let's do it. Let's go keep beating up people. Take a day off. Play a game. Yeah. Take a day and off. Especially play because a game. the basketball game is tomorrow. It's perfect. It should work out perfectly. But I don't know. For whatever reason, they've decided that the game is going to be Saturday. Maybe it's a traffic consideration because you know traffic is somehow. It's always crappy down there. Yeah. It's a mess. It's no good time. Um, but the Kings and the oh, Rangers came to Saturday. Uh, this means this series has a good chance of coming back to L.A. <laughs> I don't think that the Kings are going to go and take the next three and sweep this thing in New York. I doubt it, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's going to be Kings a... Have a... You know what the thing interesting about the Kings is they, they score... They drop, you know, they keep going down by two goals. Mm-hmm. But then they score, man. They, they'll come back and put two goals in the, in the net. Yeah, nothing really phases these yeah. guys. They are unflappable. And quick is, man. He's getting a lot of shots on goal. He's yeah. a- Although the third period, which I didn't get home from work until the third period. Fuck my job. <laughs> um, but I watched, I watched about half of it because that was what I was home for. And. During that third period, the Kings outshot the Rangers like nineteen to two. Wow! They were just bombing away the whole time, yeah. and Quick really had it easy until the last minute or two. And the last couple minutes was like, he, I saw that. That was like, he, he, oh my god, he had a rough one. And, and he made that one big save with a, a shorthanded. Uh, I mean, the the Kings were on a power play. And gave up a bad steal on a breakaway. This guy's got a one on. Yeah, nine. I saw that. And uh, it, it had me flashing back to game one or two against Chicago, when they scored a shorthanded goal on almost the same deal. The guy breaks away, and there's there's five defenders behind him, yeah. nobody in front of him. It's like, oh man. And he, and he and he throws up his glove and he blocks it. Yeah. But then you could see that puck went anywhere. He had no. You could yeah. see he looked back in the goal because he had. No, a, he made that first save, but he had no idea where it went. It could have bounced. It could have bounced. It could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Instances where I see him do the splits, get the gloves up, and now he's looking. Where the hell? Where the hell is that? <laughs> is it in the back of the net? Oh, no, the light's not on. No, it's not on. <laughs> So he got. I mean, he made. It, he makes that great first save, but you could tell like he had no idea. You know where what? That I, have to, puck was. I have to admit, though, some of these guys, some of these guys, when they, when they, when they uh, launch the puck, you know, about you know three feet up in the air, and some guy taps it with his stick into the goal. It's 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 still amazing because you, you you try to play, take a batter at home play. It's like a guy not butting the ball. But like tapping the ball into the bat, you know, into the backstop. I mean, yeah. I, I, the, way that, the way that they're able to do that is freaking amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so unlikely. Yeah, some of those, some of those redirects that these guys get. Yeah, you definitely earned that goal <laughs> that you just got credit for, even though that guy provided ninety nine percent of the energy. Yeah, yeah. you were the one who just nudged it just perfectly yeah, to get it in. It's in there, just like right there, right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Some good hand-eye coordination there, mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a fun series. Uh, I, I think that the Rangers are much more up to the task than the folks in Vegas and in most of the 
most of the pundits are giving them credit for because I, I know that the Kings are the favorite in this series, and it, it helps having that extra extra game at home if need be. But and it also helps the way that they've nobody apparently. I, I didn't believe this one when they said it that no no other team has ever won three straight, straight seven, seven game. game like take it all the way to seven to get to the finals. But it's a long road, man. That's already twenty one games they played there. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's it's baffling. I, I mean, as, it's a as, long season to begin with. Yeah, as Incredible as their feat is, I I really felt like somebody has to have done that. No. Nobody's done that. And you know what else nobody's done in the past is paid $500 to sit against a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I know a guy who has seats in, like, Section 301, the top level. Like, you're, you're in the back row. You're leaning against the wall. There's writers above your head because it's not the it's not the – microphone media side it's the laptop media <laughs> side. and they're right above you like laughing at all the dumb drunk shit people are saying and those tickets i don't even want to think about how much those ones cost right because um before especially the, before the series started the, the the cheapest seat was 500 bucks wow that was, that was before the, the first puck dropped you gotta imagine you know like uh my son's friends are going, but the dad has season tickets, so they get the first dibs on going cheaper. Well, the face value on face even, value. The, even the top level ones is considerably higher than it is right. even for last week's game. Yeah. So, uh, I know Bill Carroll and Tim Conway were both talking this week about how much they were going to spend on, on tickets, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> you got a better view on TV. You got a legend that got 12 of them. <laughs> you know, even, I got to say, like, because I don't watch on a regular television where I get a high-definition feed. I watch in a lot of creative ways when I watch the games on the broadcast. And sitting on the top deck against the back wall in the very last row, but right on center ice, much better view than than watching it home. It's a lot more fun. I don't know if it's a better view. If you said if you if you walk twelve steps into there, I, I'm telling you, you get a good view. <laughs> that high def monstrosity he's got sitting in there, <laughs> and you get instant replay. <laughs> but I don't have cable anymore. Uh, there's a way you don't need cable. It's, it's, on, it's on regular TV right now. The, the finals are on Channel Four. The finals are Channel Four. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even get that right now. You do. You say regular NBC Channel Four. I, I'm just not set up for it. I don't have it. I don't have that. You don't, you don't, you don't get have TV. The ears. Right. I just never bothered. Why bother? Right. And then I just. So recently. you get no TV at all. Hmm. <laughs> you got kids. They haven't, they haven't, there's no mutiny happening yet? No, because they've got the Netflix. <laughs> That's right, and they got their little devices, and they are happy to watch it on that little 4x6 or whatever it is, man. They don't, they don't even bother them. They're just like, they, that, that was the grand your, your experiment. Your coming to watch the kids for a week, right? Grandma doesn't watch TV at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you didn't ask me. We'd have nah. to be, we'd, 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 we'd be wiring some shit up here nah, right now. If Papu, <laughs> if Papu was coming to watch the, then... <laughs> Arrangements might need to be made. I might need to get those little rabbit, digital rabbit ears. Uh. 
Well, I have one that you can use if ever if it ever comes up because I have I don't have a TV at all right now. <laughs> I have I have an antenna that's hooked up to nothing. It's just sitting on the wall. But uh, yeah, if, if that happens. Uh, anyway, game two on Saturday, I will be at Beechwood Brewing and mm. Barbecue getting blitzed. Getting barbecued. That's what I do. Yep. Yeah. It'll be a fun place. There's no TV there, is there? There's a TV there. Right I'm above sure. the bar? Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have two, right? Go to EJ's. They just have one. Go to EJ I have at least one for sure because I've stood there. Like above, they got one. It's right above the cash register. Above the, yeah, yeah, above yeah the I guess so. There with the register yeah. and all that good stuff. Um, good enough? Yeah. And great beer? Better, better review. Beer. You got to go for the beer, man. Better beer. Oh, no, Beachwood. Oh, my Beachwood. I thought you were saying it. You know, I was thinking about that place on the pier. <laughs> Belmont. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My bad. <laughs> no, yeah, Beachwood's beer it's is going to do faux pas. Yes, you're right. The beer is way. I, I was there yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were releasing uh, two new beers. They were releasing System of Stout Ooh, and, and also a Still Life Stout. And still Life. Oh, God. Uh, they were both tasty. It's my first time being there. I've had the system of the stout, I think, before, but I haven't had the other one. I think. Sounds right. Maybe. I don't know. The girls had t shirts on about it and everything. So it's like it was a big deal. Girls with t shirts, it's a good thing. Girls had t shirts on. Like with the logo of the beer, the wristband. Anyway. It was the release because, like, all the guys. Hey, I ain't done, Francis. All the dudes. Oh, man. You didn't get a hold of those It was funny, though, because all the guys at Stern's Liquor, like, every dude that works at Stern's Liquor was there. They were buying their, their one case of it that they could get. Is that right next door to the, uh, the annex? Yeah, right there. It's a good little, good little store. I've heard good things about it. It's uh, they they do their part to make sure that people are getting drunk off of good stuff. Good. So only been in there one time. Have to make a run one of these days. Yeah. Anywho, there was some baseball played uh, at a professional level. I heard more about Brian Stowe and that whole thing. That was the news this yeah, last. It's going to be going on for another week or two. Yeah, yeah. The this is actually this is the civil suit against Frank McCourt and the the previous Dodgers regime over the the security conditions at the time that this incident happened. So even though the uh, the thugs that beat the guy into his current state were not on trial. Uh, the lawyers for the plaintiffs did manage to get their sister, who I believe was the getaway car driver, mm-hmm. to testify. To testify in this whole ordeal. Uh, very, very bizarre sort of deal going on right now. Um, but anybody who went to a Dodgers game between <coughs> 2005 and 2011. Probably didn't really feel all that good about it unless they had tattoos on their head or neck. Like, it was bad. It was. Like, none of it surprised me when it happened. Like, I feel horribly for Brian Stowe and his family. That that sucks, dude. Like, 
he is in a position where he's never ever going to be the same. His family is never ever going to be the same. And it's not the Dodgers' fault that that happened. It's two very bad people's fault that it happened. But, but that's how that's how we. None of it surprised me. Like the, the entire atmosphere around that place was just terrible for several years. And thankfully, it's much better now. Dodger Stadium, despite you know the fact that you can't drink in the parking lot anymore, <laughs> is a very nice place to be. So, hopefully, the Dodgers will start acting like it with the way they play on the field. Because right now, the Giants, with a seven and a half game lead in the NL West, have the biggest lead of any division leader in baseball, and that's not going to work. Here's How are you going to beat up fans from the other team when your own when your own team is seven and a half games back in the standings? There's no fun in that. But uh, yeah, Major League Baseball is chugging along. We are about a month out from the All Star break at this point. So yeah, we're we're the first week of June, so uh, it's coming, man. Be ready for it. All-Star game is this year. Not Angel Stadium. I never know. I just avoid that. I did hear, because my son told me, uh, that somebody threw, in in a single inning, three strikeouts on nine pitches. A guy named Richards? Something? Anyhow. I don't know how rare that is, but I know it's rare. I mean, it doesn't happen often. Nine pitches, three strikeouts. So uh, that's kind of thing that I used to do that when I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just, just mow kids down. <laughs> I, I had a lot of four strikeout innings when I was ten because I had a catcher who didn't know how to catch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I struck him out. I get a K, but he's on first base now because he dropped the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> and couldn't throw it to first. Yeah. Quick enough. It's like, Pick one thing to be bad at. Don't be bad at both. <laughs> but that was, you know, when you're when you're a kid, you can only pitch for three innings a game or whatever. Yeah. So I, I was a catcher by trade. That was my position. But I was just, you know, I was one of the big people. So <laughs> I I will pitch too. But when I was pitching, that meant I wasn't catching, which meant we had some other dipshit catcher. And it never worked out. Well. <laughs> like, Did you know when he was pitching, he wasn't catching? <laughs> I gathered. You know, we could have talked to Sky about that. <laughs> if there were two of me. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to work the airtight thing in. <laughs> you done good earlier. <laughs> but anyway, it's been a very in- interesting week in sports. I, I don't know. I guess there's like a horse race coming up. Going for the Triple Crown, man. When is that? Is that Sunday? Saturday or Sunday, yeah, this weekend. California Chrome going for the Triple Crown. I can't get excited about it anymore because we've had so many who have won the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, and then the Belmont comes around, and the Belmont is just a completely different It's a sloppy race, It's a two-and-a-half-mile fucking giant It's usually pretty muddy, isn't it? Well, it it is in upstate New York, yeah, or mid-state, I don't know, it's somewhere in New York. And, And the whole... It's a much longer race than the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness, Preakness yeah. and it requires a different kind of skill to win that race than most horses that win the first two possess. And I don't know. We've had so many so many teases over the last 
<clears throat> just like five years. years, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like every year there's Big been Brown and all these. It's like you know what? Maybe something this, lucky. There was. It, it, it'll happen again at some point, but when it does, I'm not gonna be holding my breath waiting for it. I mean, if it's California Chrome, I would probably lament the fact that I didn't put money on it. But at the same <laughs> right? time, I lament the fact that I didn't buy Apple stock in 2001. So. <laughs> Better off to buy it early, late eighties. Uh, well, they were just talking today that in two thousand, in two thousand four, even Apple stock was sixteen eighty five a share. Wow. Today, at the uh, six hundred and something I end think. point of the Worldwide Developer Conference that they hold every year, it's six hundred and thirty seven dollars or something a share, and they're about to do a split. Yeah. I know somebody who eight to one. Right? I know somebody who split. Yeah, that's crazy. Had a bunch of Apple stock, and she sold it. Uh, some kind Star of fruit Christ company. Girl, girl I used to work with. She had, <laughs> she had Apple stock and Disney stock. She's grandfathered into the Disney stock because of relatives or something. Or whatever. But then she had a bunch of Apple stock, and she sold it. Like, because like it had made like a jump. Right. This was like in the 90s, man. It was like <laughs> yeah, in, in 2001, it was like six bucks a share. That was right after they brought Steve right. Jobs back and started to make some noise again. That's funny, man. Yeah, I, I would bet on all kinds of things. I'd go straight up biffing Back to the Future 2 with my uh, <laughs> Right? I'd be all over it. It's like that. You know, it's like, too, there's this commercial with this guy. Uh, I, I forget the, what the... This is funny about commercials because now they sell shit. I don't even know what it's about, but I, I remember the commercial. <laughs> but the, they ask the guy if he wants... His buddy calls him up and says, you want to do something, whatever it was. And he goes, ah... Or no, he's looking at the car commercial. He's looking at the car, and he's like, the guy, and then and the salesman says, uh, you know, you're going to make a decision on this? He goes, ah, and he starts thinking, and I, he, his buddy's telling him, like, something. He goes, ah, I don't see it. Then he's, he, and then he's telling him something else, in the, in like a different time he's thinking about. He goes, ah, I don't get that whole 140 character thing. Character thing. And then, so, then it shows him standing with his buddy next to this big yacht. <laughs> and so he, you know, the, the whole car thing. I goes, made a decision. He goes, yeah, I'll take it, type of thing, because he's already muffed, muffed up two other big choices. And I guess a Ford F one fifty is going to calm his nerves or something. <laughs> it was something like that, but it was it was it's kind of funny the whole thing about if you, if you can go back and look at all the mm-hmm. things you passed on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ifs and buts. <laughs> is that you? For, is that you, man? Uh, that's it, man. I'm you and uh, there you have it. Another edition of T-Bot! Uh, you listen to Super Show on Talk Story on Network. We're taking a quick uh, break. Come back and wrap things up. And I think T-Mo's got something he left No, 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 no. I don't oh, okay. want to talk. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, this is Ultra Billy's, and it's called I'm Still Standing. Back after this.
Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst, and the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a 7-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this 7-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. What's up, world? I'm Porter. And I'm Kaysen. And we're Project Rehab. And you're listening to Soup's World. So when I rode on my 80 milers, I went. Is this, up. is this for that new high speed rail that we're never going to see? I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the high speed rail that's not even that high a speed, and it's already over budget. But it looks like this huge 
Um, Did they build another mushroom? Sort of, yeah. Huh. And it. What's going on there? Is that like the? In, is that their muse in the city of Anaheim? I don't know what's going on. Is that it, how they come up with new Imagineering attractions? It was like it, tripping balls on. Mushrooms? It's got these huge. Uh, all you all you can see is a, an infrastructure uh, of girders, and the girders go up in this big round mushroom sort of shape. Oh, it's right off the fifty-seven, right there by the Honda Center. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it off the freeway there. Well, I was on the freeway. I was on the bike path. Uh, but I literally rode, and at first you're like, "Wow, that that's kind of interesting." And as you get close, you realize, "Wow, that's fucking big." I mean, it's really, really. We're talking. This must be 15 stories or something. Because once you see, like, when I went by it the first time, workers hadn't shown up, and by the time I come back, workers had shown up, and they got cranes going on. And you got, you know, you're looking at little people up big there. Big fucking building. Little yeah. Fucking people. Yeah, yeah, and it was bizarre. So. I don't know. A new hotel. It, it possibly. My first thought was is it was a new arena, but then I looked at the parking around it. I'm like, eh, that doesn't jive. And then I looked. Okay, if that's an arena, where are they gonna put the seating? Well, here's so the, I think here, it's a train station. Here's the, here's the, I don't know. Here's the thing. They're, I just I just saw. They're not gonna build new tracks. So is it close to where the the train? It station is. It's is? it's okay. close. I mean, they'd have to move. You know, they definitely have to build some track into it, but right. like, but if it's going to be a, huge a mega station if, kind of thing, then they're going to be talking about needing thirty tracks wide anyway. Going but you're talking of, about like, uh, like, like down near main. Union Station where where the all the uh, the metro lines end up in. Yeah, oh, that's like what that. it looked like, but it it wasn't near my again. As I rode up on it, it was big enough. That I'm like, wow, they're building something kind of across the way from the Honda Center. It's another. It's another venue. That's what was my first thought. But then as I got closer, it's like that doesn't seem possible. It just didn't look like a deck. It what it looked like was sort of a newfangled train station. Uh, I don't know because I don't hang out down there normally. I was and I was on my bike, so I wasn't stopping to, to talk to anybody. I know uh, I wasn't slowing down. But uh, it, whatever it is, is a pretty cool looking building. Um, it almost reminds me a bit of the odd stuff that. Gary does the guy you know who did the uh, Disney mm-hmm. Gary. Gary 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 whatever it is Dude, however you say it yeah, it's it looks like something he could have possibly <laughs> designed I don't think he did I think it's more inspired by him um, it looked cool uh, I couldn't tell you what it was for sure <laughs> but it was it was cool looking. More on that in the coming weeks. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to have to, well, maybe I'll head up there when I do my 100 mile. I'll be able to tell you how they are progressing. Once again, we want to thank the Black Marquee for uh, for coming in and hanging with us tonight. Uh, check them out. The, uh, not the, just check them out at www.blackmarqueelosangeles.com. Uh, find out what's going on with them, where they're going to be playing. they got a couple of games coming up, so check them out. Uh, David Keaton for calling in. And uh, what's the name of the, the event there, Peter? The GOAT? For the Heifer uh, Foundation or fundraiser. RockTheGoats.com. There it was. RockTheGoats.com. I want to thank David Keaton for calling in about RockTheGoats.com. A.D. Anthony Davis for calling in and talking sports with us. We are sorry we missed Angela Madsen and Tara Remington. They're out there in the middle of the ocean, rowing away, still heading for Hawaii. Uh, You row off life. Dot com And if you go to roveoflife.com, scroll down about halfway down the page, you can click on a little link there. It'll take you, and you can see exactly where they are real time. So check them out. Keep them in your thoughts and, uh, and, and throw them some support. Uh, but they are, they're still at it, still heading that way, and uh, looking forward to that. 
them uh, talking to them hopefully next week. Next week on Late Night, Damon Lawrence will be our guest. Uh, he's, he's a local guy. He's got some stuff going on with the uh, uh, – what's he got going on? Is it uh, not Farm the Table? I think it's Urban Urban uh, urban Farms or something like that. We'll have a chance to talk to him about what he's got going on. be interesting to see uh, what's happening there. Anything else going on, man? Any uh, team on big, big weekend ahead, man? Uh, yeah, there's some stuff in the works for this weekend. I can't mention it on the air. <laughs> right, for, for important privacy reasons. Just, you know. just good to know you got plans, man. Yeah, definitely. Peter! Uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot going on planned that way. Uh, I'm winding down the school year, so i got all those little things that go with that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, nothing too exciting. Once again, I want to thank all those tuned in. Uh, shout out to Stacy Lupinacci, past guest, past co-host on the show, uh, tuning in. And I think Alma is listening also, as well as those of you listening on the TalkStream Live uh, app, as well as the Swoopsroad app on the uh, iPhone and Android, and all the other ways you can listen to us, iTunein.com. Uh, There's so many ways to listen to us. We appreciate all uh, the ways you listen to us each week. And uh, dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. That's going to do it for us tonight. Good night, all. Good night. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. 